When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Today we're here to tell you why Super Mario Brothers Wonder is going to be Nintendo's next big hit. We are just about two months, can you believe it, no, away I really from can't. this game coming out. I really can't. I thought we need to shift our attention to this and start to talk about it. It's crazy. Um, but everything is lined up for this to be oh, yeah. the next big selling dozens upon dozens of millions of copies <laughs> game for the Switch. of millions of copies. There's a lot of those now. <laughs> yes. um, but this is absolutely going to be the next one, and uh, we're going to dig into that today. We are. Yeah. We've, we've got tons of experience launching these kinds of big, meaty Mario titles back in our day at Nintendo, so we'll tell you a little something from our insider Nintendo knowledge about how they're going to make this thing, this thing into the next big hit. That's right. Um... As usual, everything that we do on this channel is made possible by our wonderful, beautiful Patreon subscribers. Join us today at patreon.com slash Krista. If you are listening to this here podcast, I'm guessing that you enjoy this here podcast. What if I told you you could be among the first mm-hmm. people in the very entire world to listen to it? That's what you get being a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. You get it at a minimum 24 hours before it goes public on YouTube or any podcast feed or anywhere else. Yeah, you get all the early access benefits. Uh, we do bonus Q&As where we answer the juiciest of juicy questions with our Patreon um, subscribers. We've also done a few really fun Patreon exclusives recently. That's, That's right. really great. We did an exclusive Tears of the Kingdom spoiler cast, which was like an hour and a half of some deep, 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 dispo- deep dive spoiler discussion. Uh, that was really fun. And then we also, if you guys enjoyed seeing producer Stephanie on the podcast, um, uh, we did a fun little gameplay session with producer Stephanie playing Disney's Illusion Island, and that was awesome. That's right. That's another exclusive for Patreon, and frankly, more of those are going to be coming mm-hmm. in the future, uh, and those are all available at the $5 and up tiers, so never been a better time to jump on. I always That's say right. that. Yeah. That's right. We'll put the link right over here if you're interested yeah. in joining us. It's a wonderful community. Right after we finish this podcast today, we are filming a very exciting Super Kitten Krista 64, which will be out in a mere number of days. Mm. Um, So so the last episode of Super Kitten Krista we did was looking at hidden gems in the eShop. Exactly. And we found some great stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's an exciting feeling to discover something that is so high quality and so good and so impressive. Right. So we thought it's only fair to do kind of the flip side of that. The opposite. And get into the seamy, dirty, filthy underworld of eShop shovelware. Unfortunately, I have to say that the gems are called gems for a reason. They're (laughs) far and few. They need to be polished from all the poo-poo that's on them. The diamond in the rough, as they say, (laughs) um, is a reason that is because it's buried in a lot of... Shovelware poo-poo, yes. as, you, as you very descriptively put it. And 
we know this is there. I, I'll be honest, I've never really delved into this before. Right. So this was very illuminating. So we found 10 different games that we're going to be taking a look yeah. at. Uh, they do include, you might be wondering, yes, Triple A Clock is oh involved. Oh my gosh, Triple A Clock! The sequel, Triple A Clock 2. But if I didn't play Triple A Clock, can I play the sequel? We're going to find out. Um, what if I'm too behind? We have more than just clocks. We I'm so excited to look at these games. Me too, me too. Maybe of these, one of them is actually good. We don't one, know. Now, one of them. It could be potentially one of them, not shovelware. I had a good time just reading the eShop descriptions for oh, these. Because one of them, yeah. I had to choose just based on this. It was, welcome to the wild and mischievous world of raccoon space exclamation point. I'll read that, that again. That could be good. Welcome to the wild and mischievous world of raccoon space exclamation oh, point. Spa oh, I'm looking over no, your... No, that was in the eShop. After raccoon, there is a space... And then, and the then exclamation an exclamation point. point. Hanging by itself. A <laughs> lonesome dove exclamation point. Um, okay. So we're going to play all these games for the first time. Problems. And we're going to be giving out some special awards for like, maybe we found one that's actually good, or maybe we found one that just made us mad of how much of a ripoff it is. There's some blatant ripoffs and for sure. And we will be crowning uh, the golden turd as the overall <laughs> champion of uh, the, the best of the best, or the best of the worst. The cream of the crud, <laughs> as they say. Yes, of shovelware. Of shovelware, yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, with that that uh, Last of Us ripoff got taken off the eShop before but we could I, get But I, I feel look. like I found one that's even as bad Soon to be delisted? Because I was shocked that this game was still even there in the eShop because Last of Us ripoff was taken down so firmly yeah. and quickly. Like, yeah. I was shocked that this one is still the day, I checked the date. That one came out, like, two weeks ago. So there's still time for it to get taken down. Good thing we have it, though. Oh. We have it for posterity on I, Switch. seriously, like, you guys have to see this one. Because I was just like, <laughs> are you joking right now? And I checked a lot to make sure that this was, like, not the actual game. So Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's going to be fun to look through this um, together. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we can dig out of the crud there. <laughs> we are also kicking off something very exciting this week, which is a full playthrough of the SNES version of Super Mario RPG. Yes. Which we will finish before- Prior to the game coming out. The new, the new remade. remade version on Switch comes out. We're gonna be streaming all of those installments on our YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, by the time you're hearing this podcast, that's probably already happened, the first installment. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows how many installments it's going to take? This game's not that it's long. It's not too long. But we're also not one of these yeah. like marathon streamer type people. Yeah, we get kind of tired after like a couple hours. Right. Like two some and a half hours, three hours. Is the some of these streamers minute. are like, oh, I'm just going to go get up and go to the bathroom for 10 minutes and, and let you sit there. <sighs> when it's time for me to go to the bathroom, it's time to end the stream. Yeah. yeah. You know? Also, like, who... Who can stay up that late? Like, I and nobody to to, wants to watch that either. I need to go to bed at some point. Um, but anyways, we will be streaming this in several to many installments. Now, I have never played this game before. or Amazing. Not like through Amazing. completely yeah. like this. So I'll have a very genuine reaction yeah. to the, the Genos and the Mallows and the... Oh. And Gino all the game. all the, the the funny... Right. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be really funny. And if it's anything like other Mario RPGs, I'm just going to love this. Um, so this will be a great way to get hyped for the remake coming out, which I will be playing, you know, obviously as well. But 
I'm super excited to like experience, like fully immerse myself in the Mario RPG yeah. universe. What if you come to the conclusion that you don't actually like this game, and then you're not going to play the new one? <laughs> like, well, then good thing I found out before I spent I, before I spent money on a seventy dollar whatever voucher? sixty dollar game. Burn a voucher. I could, bur I could be burning my vouchers. Do you do, do you do vouchers sometimes? Oh, you do. Okay. I mean, yeah. I think Tears of the Kingdom. I, I did a voucher for that. Yeah. Kind of expensive. I mean, you're digital only. You might as well go voucher. Right. Unless right, you're like, I'm exactly. debasing myself by buying a voucher. Sure. There's nothing uh, wrong I, with that. I have no shame in a discount. There's nothing wrong with a voucher. I have no shame in getting a no. hot deal. Um, but yes, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to be, you're going to be streaming from your SNES Mini? Exactly. The Mini? Um, I, I took that out of its box once to play Star Fox 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, i got to. Got to brush, gotta dust that off. Take it out, dust it off. Yeah. Um, and get it ready. Yeah, that's, wow. that's that's basically the only like way to legit right way now. to play that game. Yeah. Currently, I do have to. I still have the cartridge. You have the. Cartridge. I still have the cartridge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that does not work on my Retron. So oh, this is how we're gonna do this it. This is how we're gonna do it. Okay, great. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, before we dig into the podcast, we have one more thing for our video. Wonderful video viewers. Yes. You can see it right here. Oh my gosh. This finally showed up in the mail. Showed up in the mail. I know a lot of people that ordered it, pre-ordered it, got there. We've been seeing people post photos. That's We've right. Been sharing your photos. Thank you for sending us the photos. We're super excited that you finally have your official Kit and Krista controller made by the very talented Captain Alex of Comet Controllers. Um, look how nice this looks. Box is like so premium. Your front and back, and then our little faces. The box is the one thing that we never got to see really in person. Yeah, before. we saw the design for it, but we have never seen like the actual box. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, what's it got? One of these like magnetic oh, la kind of latch things. Latch things. Yeah. So yeah. shall we open it up and Let's take do a look? It. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. The game on. I like the inside. The purple polka dots. Super so cute. So we have a few things with the controller here. Let's see what we have. This is a. Aha, so this is like a certificate of authenticity. This card hereby certifies that the enclosed controller is an original custom product by Captain Alex Designs. The Kit and Crystal controller is part of the signature collection and is designated as number one in the creator series. That's exciting. Signed wow. by Captain Alex. And we have, people are wondering, we have the number one. Of course we have the we number, have number one, one, you guys. Now, therein lies a bit of, a, of, a, of an issue for us. Number one of 85. We have number one. Who and that's all we two? have. Oh, between yeah, the that's two right. of between us. Between the two of us, we have What one. are we going to do about that? We're going to keep it in the studio and use it for So you're not gonna, So you're not going to take it off? No, I think we should oh, keep okay. it in the studio. Okay, because you, you, this came to your house, it and did. you seem to be doing like neener, neener. No, it wasn't. Not, I was never excited see this about it. To show, to show it to you. Why so do you did, always think the worst I didn't appreciate that. Oh, and, and then this, yes. I really wanted, actually, this. This is the... We uh, might need another one of these, Alex. <laughs> this one, maybe might, Captain Alex can give us an extra. But I was really excited because I wanted to wear this for at PAX. What am I going to do? That's why we need another one from Captain Alex. Wear this kish, kish shirt, like some Captain jerk Captain Alex, if you're listening, I <laughs> know you cool, are. You're a Patreon cool cool subscriber. Can you give us another pin? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, there we have it. Oh, my goodness. So, I haven't looked at this. So we have, we have seen one of these before. We saw a prototype. Yeah. But this is the version that has our actual yes. signatures on it. <gasps> Again, this is the signature collection by Captain Alex. This so. looks so good. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm getting like a tickle. I <gasps> agonize over that signature, but I'm very glad. It looks good. Don't delete that signature. Oh, I'm so happy I can use that in the future. Mine <laughs> if I ever looks need to sign really something. good. I have but nice don't, handwriting. Don't forge checks. 
Okay, don't I'm do that. I'm definitely avoiding check. Kit. <laughs> Just one name. It's like yeah. Prince. <laughs> right. I'm a Brazilian soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> Supermodel. Kit. Um, can I peel this off very slowly? Oh, sure. It's nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woo. But uh, yeah, these these are out. Um, this is so If you nice. got one, share share your pictures with us. Yes. But um, Captain Alex is also teasing that he has another big oh, good idea. project on the way mm -hmm. at PAX. We're gonna see him at PAX. We're gonna try and do sort of a little like meet and greet at his yeah. booth. I'm very excited to find out what this is. I know. I don't I don't know. I'm very curious, but he's extremely talented. You've had some ridiculous guesses to me. I've had some ridiculous like, guesses. Like, I'm it's like, it's, for, it's, it's Fortnite. Fortnite. Like, it's Fortnite. You're like, what? It's no. <laughs> random, but okay. Are you trying to say that you don't think Captain Alex could do an official Fortnite controller? I beg to differ. Uh, he's put out some information about the parameters of what this is. Um, Metroid 4. I don't think. Control, Metroid Prime 4. Metroid Prime 4 being Captain, announced. Captain via Alex has the exclusive. Captain Alex controller. He has the exclusive reveal of Metroid Prime 4. That's confirmed. What it is. Yes. The, the, the controller just says, like, you know, Nintendo Direct. It has the launch date on it. You, you open it up. Oh. <laughs> one <Yeah>. on one. <laughs> <laughs> one on one. One on one. <laughs> the game has been canceled. Oh, no. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Whoops. All right. <laughs> We are moments away <sighs> from our conversation of Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and also the, the big, the month-long buildup of the story of me vomiting. Oh my gosh, I can't Namco. wait to hear about you vomiting. Uh, but first, we got to shout out our sponsor, our one sponsor for today. This episode is sponsored by Care Of. Mm -hmm. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nice, so easy. I love how they, you know, they have a nice online quiz that you can take to fill out what your, um, you know, what's important to you about your health and well-being. And they send you a little packet of what you need and they're all individual. So it's really easy to travel with and it just makes it easy for you to, you know, keep up with your, your health. I have been traveling and so have you. Yeah. We, we were on a uh, top secret um, assignment uh, last week, and then after that, I, I turned around and went, went on a road trip. I went to a monster truck rally. There's a lot of people at a um, monster truck rally. <laughs> so I brought my care of packets with me yes, so I could stay nice. uh, feeling good and at the top of mm -hmm. my game, and uh, it absolutely did. And yeah, filling out that quiz is very fun, so they know exactly what yeah. you want to get at and make sure you're getting the right vitamins. And then, yeah, it's very easy to keep up with it once you have them. Yeah. Yeah, big fan. stuff. Yeah. All right, for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code KITANDKRISTA50. I repeat, for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code KITANDKRISTA50. Put the link right over here and also in the description below. Get your vitamins. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right, it's time. Super Mario Wonder. It's time for Super Mario Wonder. So we have five reasons why this game is going to be a massive, mm -hmm. massive hit. Oh, yeah. Some of them are maybe a little obvious, maybe, but I think as we go, we'll get into some stuff that um, is a little bit, bit deeper on the reasons. Yes. But you know, not, not every game has five reasons why it's going to be a huge hit. Some games have no reasons, and they, and they aren't hits. <laughs> well, okay, uh, that's too bad for that game. <laughs> some games Unfortunately, don't. Unfortunately, yes. Codenade Steam had no, no bullet points oh, working no. in its favor. <laughs> People love Abe Lincoln. That's a bullet uh, I guess, point. I guess will, that's, I guess that's we, one. Will Wheaton? Honest Abe. Um, so let's go into the first one. So 
I can't believe this, but it's been 11 years it's shocking since the last 2D Mario game. Yeah. So that was New Super Mario Brothers U. It did get re-released on the Switch. Right. But it's been this very kind of slow time in 2D Mario where I don't know if some, some people might count like oh Mario Maker. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't count those. They had some of the developer main right. courses. Those always felt a little bit different to me. Yeah. That I don't count. It feels those. like a completely different experience to get a true you know, classic 2D Mario game made by this development team that has such a rich history of developing these kinds of games. And to think about how many years it's been, it doesn't, for some reason it doesn't feel like 11 years because Mario has always been part of our, you know, part of our lives. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we're forgetting about Mario, which is good, but it's wild to think that there has not been sort of a proper 2D Mario game in that long. How did that happen? I, I imagine we're close to the ramp up, the marketing ramp up for this game, and I'm sure there'll be some, you know, series. direct in the in the yeah. fall, which will kick it off. But I do yeah. hope when they do the inevitable, ask the developer, they ask them what, why did it take 11 years? Right. What, what were they doing? Because we certainly never had an 11 year layoff um, for Mario before that. I mean, no. some, like that's, that's, like, that's like a Metroid style. That's a Metroid. Oh, oh yeah, we style. forgot this series existed. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously, there's been 3D Mario yeah. games. But, yeah, it, it is strange. I, I, get, I suppose one of the reasons, um, we were talking about this with Zelda games, is that we have like sort of the top-down Zelda games and mm -hmm. the big sort of 3D epic Zelda games. I, I think Mario is being treated the same way, and it has been like this for a while um, at Nintendo. And when I launched Odyssey, it was like that sort of Zelda-level Mario experience where it's like this big, not open world, but broad, you know, Big broad world uh, and more of this cinematic Mario experience um, where these 2D Mario games are really um, not smaller. I don't want to discount them, you know, but they seem to be sort of a, in a different lane, just like the, the top-down Zelda games. So I can't wait for the narrative to happen of, yeah. oh, this game's $60? This game should be a $10 eShop game. <laughs> Well, guess what? This little $10 eShop game is going to sell like 30 million copies right, and smash right. all these records. It's going to break like people, tons People's of like perception of what a full price game should be are so out of whack right now mm -hmm. because we are in this just everything must be a 100-hour open-world RPG yes, I know. mindset. Our, our, skew, our mental skew about like AAA titles and what a definition of a AAA title means, we, we talk about this a lot now, which is, yeah, it's just like such a weird phenomenon that's happened and such an interesting thing that's ingrained in people's brains about like what quote unquote makes a you know quality triple a title and that's just thrown all the stuff out of whack i don't know if this has contributed to the amount of time it's taken for a 2d mario game to come out because there is such a focus on these like big quote you know the the the, the now definition of a triple a experience is different than a 2d mario game but but i don't i don't expect the scope of this game to be like wildly different from new super mario brothers u or i don't either <coughs> I think that's, the, what, that's what i'm saying yeah. yeah i don't either i think that's why um i don't know if nintendo was thinking about this like we are thinking about this right now where the scope of what people consider a triple a game is so different now do they feel like a Mario game, a 2D Mario game in the scope of a new Super Mario Brothers U is now not enough? 
And that's why it's been so long because the priority is now to make these crazy big triple A games. And so everyone's working on Tears of the Kingdom or God knows what else. Um, but anyways, it's well, been I, a long time. Well, I like, I mean, something I appreciate about Nintendo is they don't fall trap to these sorts of trends or that kind of like, I, I, I don't think that was their thinking. I think there must have been some other reason, you know, mm -hmm. where they got tied up in Mario Maker or other things. Maybe. That narrative has not fully started up yet. I think it'll come around, when, you know, whenever the marketing kicks off yeah. and people get a closer look at the game and there'll right. be some people like, oh, that's it. Um, right, right, right. I'm so ready to roll my eyes. I'm calling it now, but that, that will be a big talking point for this game. Is, is, is it worth $60? It's like, you can see the IGN article, like, right now. Yeah. Um, is it big enough for, for it to be the next Mario it's gonna That's be, a headline. It's going to be dumb. Yeah, it's going to be a headline. Um, so let's just agree to that now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it is it is the world that we live in, and it is what, what people, what your audience you know, what, what people are thinking about. So I, I don't think that they're too, you know, they definitely march the beat of their own drum and they're oftentimes very like, you know, do their own thing kind of whatever. But I, I'm not, I don't think they're completely blind to this, this, this kind but of discourse. We've seen every time that these like outcry things happen, like those are always the games that break records. Yes. It's like, oh, Tears, Absolutely. Of, Tears of the Kingdom is $70 DLC. Well, it's a DLC that 20 million people bought. Yeah, Or yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, the, the, the uh, what was the National Dex controversy. Yes. Um, that, that one went on to break records. Right, right. So. I don't think it's going to, obviously, I think this game's going to break every record there is. I'm just saying that this conversation is going to happen, and Nintendo may not be blind to it. You know, they they, they are probably paying attention to it to some degree. Not that it's going to like cause them but they to also dramatically don't, change. They, they don't their care. Plans. They don't care like some other companies probably. Right, do. right. Like this is great. You're going to buy it. Uh, next point is a big one, um, and seems to be the major point that a lot of fans are excited about. The dev team is finally freed from the shackles of the new Super Mario Brothers series. <laughs> oh no! So the golden this, shackles. This series has been going on for a while. So we had New yeah. Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers Two, and New Super Mario Brothers U, U. which came yeah. out on the Wii U and the Switch. Um, I mean, that goes back like 15, 15-ish years. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long so that's time. That's a long time for this, for this series. Yeah, for you to be stuck making a game in the style. And yeah. I'm kind of surprised that it went on. Oh, there's one other, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. I forgot about that one. Right, right. Um, there's, I'm surprised that it went on as long as it did. I felt like after the DS one and the Wii one, they had kind of run its course on that. Even the, the later iterations. But they somehow pulled out two more. Yeah, even the sort of in the in the middle of the life cycle for New Super Mario Brothers, I thought that the game was getting a bit lazy. And there was definitely like some staleness, I think, to that series. You're typing away now for some reason. Oh, here we go. Well, I, so I have some little facts and figures here. So, I mean, th these games did sell they really, did. really a lot. They so, sold a lot. So, New Super Mario Brothers, thirty million. New Super Mario Brothers Wii, also around thirty million. New Super Mario Brothers Two, thirteen and a half million. That was on the 3DS. So, we're starting to get into some smaller uh, install bases. Mm -hmm. And then the combined for you, Wii U and Switch, is at twenty-two million. Yeah, big so, numbers. Huge numbers. They did. They did big numbers, but it seemed to be something where the general consensus among active you know, people who are playing a lot of games. It was like, eh, let's... 
It just got a little bit formulaic. Let's try something else. Yeah, it got a little bit formulaic. Yeah, I mean, that, so that's good that they're just like shedding that and doing something completely zany and out there. Right. I mean, the idea of this was like let's kind of strip Mario down to the core, you know, to the the, the most essential components, and, yeah. and and take it back to that kind of feeling. Um, which was fine for, again, those first couple, that was a nice throwback, mm -hmm. but then it was like, oh, I'm ready for something that plays a little bit different, has some, some fresh thinking, looked, I always thought that the look of those games was very bland. Oh. Um, and. I didn't mind, like, the, again, the first few were fine, but then it just started to get a little bit like, all right, we're just copying. Do you have a favorite of those four? I think I like. The one on I like the one on Wii. I quite like I like I think that, that one might be my favorite. I like Wii quite a bit actually. Yeah. That was the first one that introduced the multiplayer. Right. The bubbling. Remember which, the bubble? And you're throwing people into pits. Like that was yeah. that was a lot of fun. That and was I, fun. And, and it was perfect for the Wii. You yeah. Know? And yeah. I thought those levels were very well done. But yes, I remember, the coin yeah. the coins, coins, coins. The coins, coins, I, coins I didn't love. That was that was the first sign. Like, yeah, you know, you're kind of grasping for a concept here. Yeah. You kind of don't that have one. And that was like they they really wanted us to market that gimmick. 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 Um, and you kind of just had a feeling like, oh, we're getting we're getting a little to the end of this 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 life cycle. Yeah, and then yeah. and then for you, like, remember, it was like, oh, you can use the gamepad to draw little ledges or things like that. It's like this, you know, this is just like it's just extra stuff that you don't right. need. Right, like, oh, it's, it's in HD Mario for the first time. Which, yeah, it's true. But yeah, it's, but it's, did you really need it though? Because it's like Mario. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, you can tell like with this new game, like they are so. It, it, I don't know how much of it feels like a reaction to that, but they're mm -hmm. definitely playing up like the expressiveness of the characters. Yeah. Is well, something... it's an elephant Mario for God, no. God's sakes. But in that trailer, there are so many scenes where they zoom in to the characters yeah. so you can see them. Like, oh, and like yeah. the, the, even like the jumping animations are different mm -hmm. than they usually are. Yeah. Like yeah. it's kind of like, okay, we went back to the bare bones of old Mario. Now we are rewriting new Mario. Right, right. They which definitely is exciting are again. Taking like so many liberties to just like upend that format. Right. And at first I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't do that. But I then was, you're like, no, you can't. When I first saw that, I was kind of upset. Like Mario doesn't jump like this. Yeah. I don't like I know, this. I know. But then I kind of liked it. I like it. The other thing that I noticed just from that very you know brief trailer that we got in the last direct is. I did notice that some of that like weird humor that yes. was in Mario Maker has now carried yeah. over. It's the same team, I think. Yeah, um, with the, the wonder flowers and such. The little flowers. You know how Mario Maker had those stupid things that were like funny, like the cat yeah. paw and yeah, like yeah, the yeah. weird. I just feel like this game is going to have a lot of those like zany kind of yeah, like slapstick it's, it's, kind of humor. It is good for it. Mario to be a little weird. And I want it to be weird. And the yeah. new Super Mario games were not... That weird, weird enough. They were like very, again a little formulaic and generic. Safe, I, I think. Yeah, very yeah, safe. Right. But this one, yeah, I mean, beyond the obvious, like Mario turns into an abomination that is that elephant. <laughs> there is like so yeah, those little flowers like quipping away. Yeah. And there's some other like little things that I noticed that was just like. Well, I mean, it seems to be like those bizarre and strange. I, I, I really do want to see more of how those work, but it seems like they kind of give you like a temporary new gameplay style right. in that level. Right, right, So like there's right. one where you're like a big boulder or like all, all sorts of different things yeah. will happen yeah. sort of for a, for a short amount of time, mm -hmm. which is which is gonna be fun. That'll give them a lot of freedom to come up with zany ideas exactly. and, weird, and weird stuff. And I want it to be weird and I want it to be funny and I want people, you know, I, I want to have a reaction of like why, you know, cause that, right. that seems, 
it seems like it's going to be fun if right. it's like that, you know? Right. So I'm excited about it. But I want to go back to the faces, the expressive faces. All the faces. You're really obsessed they with have really, really, it's, They really have expressions of joy on their face. And, this, and if anything, this is a very joyous franchise, for me at least. It seems to be drudgery for you. No, I love Mario. Fake fan, fake Mario no, fan. No, I have filled with joy and <laughs> no. wonder. But filled. I, that, that's something. <laughs> to the brim. I, I really like that they went to the trouble of like, look at this face. <laughs> look at that face. Whoa. Got a big smile on his face. Mario has a great face. Maybe, and we're going to talk about this a little bit um, in another bullet point, but um, wow. our bullet pointed list of why this is going to be a hit. But I think maybe the Mario movie oh. has made maybe the team consider, I'm mean, just a speculation on my part, but maybe because the Mario movie was so expressive in facial expressions and they had did such a good job with the animation, mm -hmm. maybe they were like, oh, this is what's maybe possible. And like, wow, what a cool way to showcase that character. Maybe we can does, put it in the game. Does it know? bother you that a 2D Mario game has a more expressive face than Tears of the Kingdom on Link? Oh, <laughs> Just stone-faced stone through face it all. Stone-faced Link, yeah. I mean, I've, I've already come to terms with that at this point. Like, I can't even think about it anymore that he is that way. Fine. Um, but, yeah, it, it is, it's cool to see these characters, again, that, you know, we all know and love and grew up with and has been part of our lives for so long. Like, have personalities and faces and expressions and... Great. But yes, the, the, the next bullet point, oh, so bullet point. as you so excitingly teed up. Yes. The bullet so point. There's pent up demand now so from the theme park and the movie. Yeah. Uh, Mario, the movie, the game never happened. No. That was your big wish. This is going to be the closest we're going to get to Mario, be, the movie, This is going to be game. much better than that. They better do a level where it looks like the training level in the movie. Oh. Come on. Oh. Mario team, if you're listening, um, there's no chance. But yeah, I think there's so much, not only is there pent-up demand, but there's just so much broader awareness. Right. Like, people are just like, oh yeah, remember Mario? Like, there's probably a lot of people that are not us, um, and not maybe not you guys, but there's a lot of people that haven't thought about Mario for a long time, but now are thinking about Mario again because of the movie and the theme park, and then they're going to be ripe to, you know, buy this game and yeah. play it. And this is sort of a softer point where it's like, well... Yeah, people saw the movie or people went to the theme park. How many of those people are going to go buy a game? But Nintendo has done enough of these now, and we have seen the results, that there is there is actually a tangible boost that these things get. So, like, after Pokemon Go, like, Pokemon games, like, shot up. They shot up, yeah. They so, did. and, you know, this is definitely, you know, on the, like, Pokemon Go is, like, massive, massive phenomenon. And right. This is, this is on that level. Mm -hmm. So... It is a little, you know, a couple months after the peak of the movie. It would be nice if you had something timed a little bit closer. Yeah. But I still think this is going to have... I think this is still going to happen. ...some sort of impact. This is like a total tangent, but we were on a plane um, earlier this week on the way back from our special assignment, and we saw that the Mario movie was... Oh, yeah. ...available on the airplane. Right. And... I was just taking a walk down the, the aisle to go to the bathroom, and I, I was just... Snooping. Snooping. I always look at what people are watching on the plane, so if you're on the plane, you're watching some smutty Something whatever, I'm, I'll see you, but I'm not judging. Um, but anyways, my point is, is that a lot of people on that airplane, I would say like 80%. We're watching the Mario Brothers movie. It's a good airplane air watch. It's a great airplane yeah. watch. So, anyways, that's a tangent. But my point is, is that like, don't underestimate, like, when you earworm into someone's psyche with something like a movie or 
you know, the theme park, maybe not, not as accessible to everybody, but something like this movie where you just like worm your way into their brains and they're thinking about Mario, like, and then they see a, a new Mario game and all your marketing for a new Mario game, like that works. Yeah. You know, people are simple creatures that are easy to sell to. <laughs> what are you trying to say about <laughs> We're all stupid and uh. we want to buy the things. Consumerism has taken over our lives. Thank you very much, America. That's what I'm saying. Anything else on that? Speaking with consumerism, the next point is about the Christmas so this, holiday. So this is Nintendo's big holiday games coming yeah. out um, tail end of October. You know, people think like, oh, it's the November game is the no, one. No, no. You got to get in earlier than November. That's, that's Mario RPG. That is, I mean, that's quite niche still, honestly. Yeah. Um, this is the one that will get like the front and center billing on all of their holiday activities, which right. is a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's the game that like, you know, the casuals, the filthy casuals will be picking up the when they're out casuals, shopping. You know, especially your grandmother. You know, for their kids or for, you know, if your grandma or just, some, yeah, just somebody if you're else. Like, oh, grandma they and you're shopping for so-and-so's little holiday present or whatever, you're going to see this game and be like, I don't know what to get, you know, my grandkid. I'm just going to get him this game. This seems good and it's new, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, the Nintendo holiday marketing machine is quite significant. Yes. Um, like, people know, like, yeah, this is, like... The selling the, season. The time of the year. Yeah, that three like, months. There was, yeah, there was some so stretch much money. where it was, like, yeah, some percentage of all of our revenue is made in the it's fourth quarter. It's, like, a quarter. high percentage. And it's a very high percentage. Like, yeah, you'd be like shocked. Yeah, it's, way more than you think. Yeah, it's shocking. The reliance on that, right. that last three months of the year to just skyrocket your... Your profits is actually yeah. really significant. And we had a really, like, strict, you know, we had a lot of holiday campaigns. It was a really busy time of the year. They put a lot of um, attention on uh, doing all your, you know, best marketing work during the holiday time frame. No one was allowed to take any vacations. It's very rigorous. It was very rigorous. Yes. And I have no doubt that it's going to be that, if not more, this year because they have two great Mario titles to push. Yeah. For the holiday season. I mean, some games come out right before Black Friday because they just need that time. And that is like the deadline. It's like you cannot go past this date. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Th but yeah. this is this is a really good way to do it because you basically get multiple peaks. So you get a big peak when the game comes out mm -hmm. and there's that first rush to buy it. Yep. Then you can then build you up get... some word of mouth and then you get to Black Friday and there's another huge peak. Right. And that peak and then... it's, it's kind of like a month-long peak until Christmas. Right. And then for Christmas time, you can do one more, even like as it's still going, you can do one more push for the last minute holiday gift. You know what's easy? A $60 game. That's so easy. Right. Just a, that's easy for you to get. Right. It's not going right. to be a big thing, you know? Totally. totally. So they're, they're in a very good position, and this is exactly what we did for many, many, many other AAA Mario launches. Um, you know, if you guys look back to 2017 when we launched uh, Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, Odyssey came out in October because it was exactly this strategy, and mm. that worked really well. So um, this has been the strategy for a long time, and I don't foresee them changing that strategy because it works really well. Right. Our last point here, you seem confused when I wrote this. I, wrote, I, I read this. I'm going to read you guys exactly what it says. Takashi Tezuka is a bad man. And I was yeah. like, he's a sweet, gentle, wonderful man. What You're are you talking about? the most literal person in the world. And then I realized you meant like... Loma's boring here. I, I, um, then I realized what you meant. I was yeah. like, oh. Like it's like a Sam Jackson like kind bad. of bad. Right. Like that kind of bad. Uh, yeah. Okay. He is, He's I think, the bad. most underrated developer oh. at Nintendo. He has been with the Mario series since For day one. The lifetime of the series. Him and 
uh, Miyamoto san are like the best of right. friends. Like my relationship goal with you is to be uh, Miyamoto and Tezuka. Like when we're like. Who's gonna be who? Uh, you can be Miyamoto, obviously. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because, like, okay, they like started together. Um, and like, they're like these like old men now, you know? Right. Like, so when we're like 75 or something, oh. you know, like, I want to well, be like, you might, you might not. they're, they're very healthy Japanese <laughs> yes. men. So they're fine. They'll make it to like 120, but like you might not. Um, but if you do make it, I would love to like have their cute relationship where they like, they lunch every day. And we together. saw them like getting into like a tiny car when we were in Japan Yeah. and we were, we were doing something and it was like, we saw these people in the, like. Outside the lobby, getting into the car, I was like, "That's Mr. Miyamoto and Mr. Tezuka." Yeah. They were all getting into this tiny They're little like clown car. They're them into a clown. Cl <laughs> I I was at the restaurant that was like close to the office, um, with a I was like with like a, a media person uh -huh. who had taken them to to um, headquarters. Yeah. Um, different story, different time. But uh, I I looked over and I was like, "Is that Miyamoto and Tezuka having lunch?" And they were just like <laughs> eating their like donbury and like. Joking and laughing and just having like a grant. No one cared that they were there. They come there all the time. Yeah. So they were just having their like normal Wednesday afternoon lunch break. You know, we see them in the break room all the time. And they, then whenever they're together, they just seem like they really like each other. Um, and it's really sweet. Yeah. So anyhow, he's awesome. But um, he's been with the series forever. He invented Yoshi for God's sakes. And he, yeah, he was really like the creative driving force right. on those early 2D Mario yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. And now he is in charge. So they have like yeah. leads of 2D and 3D Mario games. He is the lead of all the 2D Mario right, games. Right, right. And Mr. Koizumi is the lead on the 3D, on 3D Mario yeah. games. Out of the Tokyo EAD so, office. Right. Um, and yeah, he's just, I think he's just a really underrated developer who mm. knows this series better than anybody and is going to really put his put his stamp on it. Yeah, and I, I think he does have this the same sort of like childlike wonder that we all know and love from Mr. Yes. Miyamoto. He definitely has that. I, don't, I think people don't know him as well because he's very more quiet and a little bit more reserved, and you, it's easy to discount. But he has like that just sense of like childhood childlike wonder and like the same kind of spark. Um, I think is is so strong in uh, Tezuka-san, and yeah, I can't wait. Again, I think this game is gonna be weird and, and funny, <laughs> and I'm ex I'm fully expecting that that is his stamp, and I love it. I yeah. absolutely cannot wait to see it, because right. I think it's gonna be amazing. So, now is the time for you to put down a number. Oh, ho, ho, ho. A sales prediction. Oh, man. This one's tricky, though, because again, we don't know how much rope the Switch has left. No. Um, on you could do it. a deluxe version for Switch 2, like they will do for Tears of the Kingdom, probably. Does that count? If they do a deluxe version for Switch 2, can I count uh, my, my Well, number? no, let's say, like, uh, let's say in three, three, three months? In three years. Oh, three years? I mean, when, when, you know, most, when the dust has mostly settled. Because, um, I mean, uh, Tears of the Kingdom hasn't even been a year, and it's at 20 million. This is, uh... And, I mean, New Super Mario Bros. did 30, and that's, you know, DS, DS and Switch are pretty close. Yeah. In terms of install bases. 35. 35! Wow! Uh, I have I, high hopes for this game. I think I'm going to say 25, and I, I think it could have been, I could be higher, but I, I worry just about the end of, end of life Switch stuff. Um, the power of Mario is stronger it. than ever. I'm going to put right. the good thoughts out there and say 35. Wow! Let's do it, I mean, baby! Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. 
that's gonna happen. That's good. Good, good, exciting prediction there. It's gonna be fun. Uh, Can't this, wait for Mario, the season of Mario. This is absolutely not the last time we'll be talking about this game, but it's fun to get started. We also asked our Patreon subscribers a poll oh. of um, what are uh, they most excited about for this game. 60% of people said a new 2D Mario game that mm -hmm. isn't in the new Super Mario Bros. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed at how high that is. That's really yeah. high. People were, I mean, I think like us, we had a little been a little blasé um, yeah. like that for a while. We, we all need a refresher, you right. know? So good, good. 17% said the new gameplay possibilities of Wonder Flowers, uh -huh. which I think we don't fully we just don't know get the it details yet. of. We, once we understand right. what that is, we might be more hyped for right. it, you know? 10% said new transformations like Elephant Mario. Mm-hmm. Which we've only seen one. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. What else is, are they going to turn them into? We have... 7% multiplayer. Yeah. The multiplayer is always fun. And then 6% said, again, the game's highly expressive characters. You seem really excited about that, but no one else is as excited as you are. They're going to get excited. They're going to make you excited. Ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, yeah. Yes. This game comes out in a mere two months. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. I, again, I think we're going to be talking about this more and more. We probably might, might definitely. We probably might definitely. We we'll probably might definitely be doing a week of Mario leading up to this game. Oh. By the way, we're doing a week of Mario wow. leading up to and this Wow, you game. heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> Mario week. You heard it here with Kit first. <laughs> Mario week is coming at you. We love these theme weeks. They're a lot of work, but they're really fun. And I cannot let this opportunity pass. And yes. I do Mario it's week. True. Come on, you guys. You gotta do it. Gotta do it. Um, anyhow, uh, it's going to be great. Next. All right. So, on to the big, the big, big, big story. From something wonderful to something horrible. Something less wonderful. Story time. So, this is the big uh, thrown-up story. <laughs> uh, so, this is from 2008, when I was working at Namco. This is a year before I started at Nintendo. At that time, I was a PR manager okay. at Namco, mm -hmm. working on a team of about five or six people, and something that every company in games did at that time, and I think most of them still do now, is a big summer press tour right. in New York. Yes. And you would go usually in July, and you would take the builds that you had at E3 and just you know show all the people who maybe didn't go to E3 mm -hmm. or are so mainstream right. that they're not going to E3. You know, no. like Vogue magazine is not coming to E3. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're so, not going to see like the the um, the segment producer for like today's show at E3, right. unfortunately. Right. So you got to go to that. <laughs> so you go to New York for like a week, you get yeah. like a hotel suite, hunker down, and, and you just show off all these games. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, like it's a, actually fun. It's really fun. Yeah, it's like it's like that was something that you and I did like literally every year. Yeah, it's um, like such bread and butter We were at PR Nintendo, stuff, yeah. and it's not just Nintendo that does it. It's like literally every company. Yeah. So we were doing ours, and it was, you know, it was the summertime, and I remember that year we had kind of an interesting lineup of games. We're kind of a little light on the usual like Namco Bandai heavy hitters. Mm -hmm. So like it didn't have like a Tekken or like oh. a Soul Calibur. No Dragon Ball? Or not even like a lot of those anime games. Yeah, I was going to say anime like, games are a little... They had a lot of weird Nintendo stuff though, I remember. Like oh. they were kind of... It, this was very like the peak, Wii peak Wii. Yeah, Wii era. So the one big game that I was responsible for was called Active Life Outdoor Challenge. Okay. And it's like this a sports. This sports? was a game that came 
with basically the power pad. Remember the NES power pad oh, where you roll yes. it out and you, you know, you, you can. I love that thing. Right. So Namco actually had a, a part um, in making the original power oh, pad. Cool. So they're like, oh, we have this rich legacy with the power pad. We're yes. going to bring it back. I love that. And now it was combining that with stuff you like can fitness. do with the Wii Remote. It was very like kid oriented. Yeah. It was like the thing I was always doing was like, oh, you're in a boat. You're like you're in a canoe, and so you're like had to row with the Wii Remote and then use your feet to, to like, like move, move the boat. Yeah. Um, but, those, but that was the era where these yeah. kinds of like very active, almost like fitnessy sports games were all the rage. Right. Especially with. The media you probably find in yeah. This was this so, was um, you know post We Fit when that had become a huge phenomenon. Everybody yeah. wanted to get a piece of that yeah. action. This we game actually that. went on to sell really well. I think they did maybe one more version of this before they kind of the whole We thing just well, ran, ran its course. Yeah, yeah, ran its course. But that first one did do very well. Nice. Uh, another strange game that somehow I got hooked onto was called We Cheer. Oh, we're doing cheerleading. I would cheer. I was a cheerleader in high school. We remotes. Um, we had a very strange demo that I don't think was super indicative. Can you attach like pom poms? I think your we. Remote? I think we had those. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Again, somehow I was responsible for I this. I really would like that. Um, I'll. I'm sure I have something in my really various. Can you bring it to boxes. us so we can play with them? <laughs> we, we're friends with people at Namco. Sounds Let's, fun. I send, have the game. Someone send me a, a pom pom for my. I don't think it's it's 15 years old. I don't think they have it. They can threw the it away. Pom poms work on my Joy-Con. Um, <laughs> we, we cheer deluxe edition coming soon to your Nintendo oh. Switch. It, uh, that one did not do well. Ew. That was a bomb. Uh, and then I remember the one other game we had was a DS game that was kind of like Nintendogs but for pandas. Oh! And they actually had like some license deal with like like the zoo or the, something? The global panda consortium or something. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what do you know it was. The pandas are from my hometown of I, China. I do know that actually. Yeah. It's the pandas are very special. To that me. game, I don't remember that game being that great. We had again, we had a lot it's of cute. just strange That's Nintendo cute. stuff. So again, we're we're in New York for the week. Um, get the suite. I, for some reason, was there's always somebody who has like the bedroom that's attached to the hospitality suite. Right, right. So I was in that room. It's always like which that. Which made it easy for me. Like, you know, wake up in the morning, get ready, just psh, open, open the, door. the door. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Don't, don't open the door when you're like getting out of the shower and have the no. media. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so that was kind of my deal. Uh, we had, so we gone a couple days getting ready for the next day. There was one big appointment we had circled on the calendar, Did which was, no. New York, New York Times. Oh, New York Times. <laughs> the writer's name was Charles Harold. I don't. I don't. I don't, know, I don't, he's the New York I don't know what he's writing these days, but he was the games writer for the New York Times then, uh -huh. and the New York Times was quite active covering games then. Yeah. You know that, like we talked about with Gene Park, they have a lot of ebbs and flows of mainstream yeah. media how they view games. At that point, like they were covering a lot of games. They covered some games in our day at Nintendo. We were sure. Like Simon Parkin. Yeah, I mean New York they, Times. they go yeah, through different great. writers who have different philosophies yeah. and stuff, but um, they were like yes. This is going to be a big one. Uh, we can get some great coverage for these games. Classy, man. The New really, York Times. Really, the great lady, as they say. The great lady. Oh, yeah. Let's really get, um, you know, get in good with him, and we can get this coverage now. We can get it when it comes out. Perfect. So um, we get to the next day, start to do some of our first appointments. I start to feel a little bit weird. Uh-oh. And I'm like, mm, what is this? Like, I was like, What kind of weird? Like nausea? I don't, know, I don't know. Just a little, like, tingly. I was like... A little tingle. I was just like, mm, tell did, us more. Did I not sleep well? Like, you can't tell what it is. You just feel something's a little off. You're like a little sluggish. 
a little fatigued. Yeah. It's like, you're not, you're again, not 100 yourself. You're I don't know what happened. Yourself. Maybe I didn't sleep well. I'm not like worried. It's just like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, I'll just, you know, get through the day and take it easy after that. Okay. So more time passes. Um, we're getting past lunchtime. I think his, his appointment was like one of the last in the day. Uh, I'm starting to feel bad. Did you eat the lunch? I think I ate a small bit of lunch, but after, this is after lunch. At this point, I have something going on in my stomach. Uh Um, And it's not feeling good. And we've all been there with that. And sometimes, (laughs) listen, (laughs) let me explain this to you. We've all been there with that. Let me mansplain this to you. (laughs) Having an upset stomach. Um, Sometimes, that's all it is. It's just like you get a little little gurgly feeling in your stomach and, you know, you wait some time and you feel better. Have a little club soda maybe sure. to settle your Right, just, ale. I mean, maybe I'm not going to go to the all-you-can-eat, you know, lobster buffet. <laughs> lobster buffet. Yeah. But, you have know, you can kind of man- manage yourself and you'll yeah, be fine. Have some bra- go on the brat diet for a couple hours. Right. Uh, unfortunately, this was not that. Oh, no. So the time comes for the appointment. I'm feeling quite poor at this point. I've got the, like, a little, like, the chills a little bit. It's, like, kind of, like, just a light sweat. Oh, like going. that, like that, like dewy, gleam. that dewy sweat, kind of like sticky all over your body. Yeah, and I again, like a little, little tingly all over. That's so, bad. That feels bad. So I'm like, I, you know I'm what? Kind of feeling as you're telling right. me so this. So I'm like, you know what? I just need to get through this appointment, and I'll call it a day, and I can rest and, and recover because we had one more day after, after that. After that, and then we were leaving. Okay. So um, Charles Harold comes in. He's he's a rather. Ex- you threw up on Charles. No, 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 no. Jeez. Wow. You threw up on the New York Times. Don't jump to games conclusions. Reporter. Gene Park is never going to want to see you again. By the way, um, he's he's a rather eccentric character. I'll just put it that way. Um, so he makes a grand entrance, and he's like, "All right, active life outdoor challenge. What's this? This is interesting. You got this crazy setup here." Okay. So again, I had to do the demonstration. Which is a lot of movement. This is not. This is not like. You were so spoiled it into, oh, we got Treehouse here to do your demo. You're going to sit in the back no, and do, I used to do and all do your the emails. Demos. No, I didn't do that. No. No, you must have. No, but anyway. I always played. I had to be the one to get on the power pad and show him. I always played. Right. We fit. And you know how many times I got on that balance board? How many times I had to take my care. shoes on and off? So anyway, I'm, I'm doing that. And again, my 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 situation Has is, is continuing rapidly. to deteriorate. And I'm like... I just need to get through this demo because the next game is panda nonsense, and, you can and, go I'll, and, and I'll be done. And I'll be done. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing that. You're rowing, and it, like You're... it's building up in my stomach. I'm like, I've got like something bad is about to happen. So I finish the demo. I say, Excuse Charles, me. thanks for coming. They'll show you Panda Land. Excuse me. And I go, again, the door was right there. So I go in, I go into my room and I just unleash vomit into the, into the toilet at least. I made it, oh. I made it to the toilet. But I was going to say like, could they not hear you? <laughs> I don't think so. Because that's my worst fear of having that room attached to the suite. Yeah. Is that, or, or my other worst fear is just going to the bathroom in general <laughs> when you're like in a suite. A crowded room. In a crowded. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I don't I'm mind sure- me. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh my god. So no, I don't I don't think that was a Are factor. Are you sure? 
Did you run the lines? I'm pretty sure because it was like that was a door. There's a lot of tricks. There was you can another dam- door. To dampen the sound. Um, I, I don't. The water. Yeah, nobody, Turn nobody the said that. Nobody on. said that to me later. So I, were, they didn't want to embarrass. I, 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 honestly, I was, I was like, it was literally like seconds to spare. Me walking from that demo to the room to yak. Oh my god! Seconds. You could have thrown up on that. It could have been, all over that. It setup. could have been super bad. Um, but I made it. And oh, that's terrible. So I had food poisoning. I was like, what, what was it? You know, your body kind of knows when you get food poisoning. Your like body. your body will tell it you. It wants like, to get rid of and, it. And it's like, it's like bacterial you, infection, roar, the you, alarm bells. You think of everything you ate and the, your mind's like, don't, don't eat that for six months. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think I had, because we would always get this yeah. like, you know, like coffee service and stuff. I think yeah. the, the milk they had for the coffee had, had turned. And I'm pretty sure that's what what did it. Yeah, that can happen. That's, that's and bad. I was quite laid out for the rest of this trip. And I, I I kind of like as they were wrapping up the day, I kind of like poked my head. I was like, Yeah, this is bad. Like I'm not going to become like you're on your own. We'll see how we're doing in the morning. And they're like, Bye. And it was one of those things where it's like feverish. You're like a del- little delirious. Yeah, that's bad. Food poisoning um, is the worst. through the night, yeah. continuing to throw up. Um, and got to the next morning and it was on the men, but I was just like, yeah, I'm not. Feeling real I'm shaky. Not, I'm not doing this. So yeah. I, I could hear them doing all the demos. You were like in the room. As I was so... like trying, like with a pillow over my head, trying to rest. But I oh, hear... <laughs> that's, that's not good. Right. Oh no. But you know, the you know, food poisoning can, can move fast. So by like that evening, like I was feeling much better. Good that you didn't have it on the plane on the way back. That would have been That was also terrible. weighing on me heavily. I was like, That's bad. I need to get better quickly. Yeah. Uh, because I, I have... I have been not food poisoning, but I had a, uh, the flu on the plane once on a very long plane trip, like yeah. a 10-hour plane It's like the worst. It's bad. It's the worst experience right. you would ever have. I was like, I can't do a have. cross-country flight with food poisoning. It's absolutely But I, at that point, I was feeling good. I remember they had kind of like a celebratory dinner. I did go with them. I didn't really eat anything. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I feel good enough to go drink, hang drink, out. Drink your ginger ale. Yeah. And then we had the flight the next day, which was fine. And oh, Fortunately, these are people that I, I was super close with. So yeah. it was not like awkward No. Awkward Th- stuff. That's the thing about working at, in, I feel like in this job in particular, and definitely in games, is like, you travel together so yeah. much right. that you just at some point at some point you just like get over it because we're humans. People get sick, you know. People need to go to the bathroom. Like I right. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to turn on the fan. Just let it go. <laughs> oh my god! You sometimes need to go to the bathroom in a crowded room, guys. Um, but yeah, you just like get to know people on like a totally different level. And I definitely felt like this when we were at Nintendo, like. I have held many people's hair back, not to say any names, when they were pounding. <laughs> <laughs> I have dealt with a lot of bodily fluids from people, okay? People bleeding, people crying. Bleeding? Crying, bleeding, vomiting. Really bleeding? Yeah. Someone once sliced their, I'll tell you the story later. Oh, I want to know this. On a press tour. Oh my gosh. And I was like, dude, do we need to On a Wii remote? No, that's like blunt. It was something else, but <laughs> wow. there are so many okay. things that can happen to yeah. you. And then you're, and because you're on a trip and you're just there together, like guess what? What? what are you gonna do? You're gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. And help them, you know. So yeah, that, getting getting really sick on a work trip is like a worst case scenario. It's so like we we heard scenario. about there was yeah. a Nintendo of America executive who went to Japan and got tricked into trying the. Chicken sashimi, Uh-oh. which is something I would never do. But oh, I did that on my trip to Japan. I was fine. I could see like 
if you're getting like major delicious. major peer pressure, I, I don't I don't know. Like I I would really hold out on this. I really liked it. I, I thought it was delicious. But that could be, and that's what happened. And he got down real bad. Whoops. <laughs> I'm very knock on wood. I'm very lucky, but I have a very strong stomach. Congratulations! Very strong. Uh, way to make the story about you. <laughs> that's what you do best. <laughs> I've not puked in a work trip before, so that's, all right. That's good. All right, you've been covered in blood though. <laughs> covered. In well, blood, that's a yeah. story. Hope it was worth the wait. Wow. Uh, what, poor thing. What will we come I, up I was with a next little week? worried about you because when we went to um, Super Nintendo World, I was like worried you were going to puke on the Mario Kart ride. Oh no, that was fine. Because I was like, oh, you don't really like roller coasters and whatever, but you did not puke. I never. So this I'm, is like really the only I mean, I, I don't think roller coasters are safe. And this, I would not call that a roller coaster. No, it wasn't. I, That's I a didn't very know what, controlled. I didn't know what the ride was. Yeah. I just, I worried for you because you no, 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 don't like that kind of stuff. I was totally fine. And I did go to Universal with another work friend of ours who got very ill after riding one of those rides. No. I thought, he, I that person puked in the trash can. So there you go. <laughs> Enough puke talk. Jeez, we got to move on. People are puking around me. I'm not the one, okay? <laughs> God. <laughs> You'll see me puking. Oh my god. Um, games are playing. Yes. We are both now playing Diablo 4. It's so exciting. Yeah. It's been fun. Okay, you did not, I was talking to you this morning. You were online last night, but you didn't tell me you were going to be online. So I was. I pinged you. you I said, did? I said, no invite, and you just ignored me. You, you texted me? So what's the deal with that? No, in the game. I sent you an in game chat. Oh, I wasn't on. Well, were you or weren't you? No, my point is, is that I would have jumped on if I knew you were playing. The thing, so we're both playing on PS5. Like, the way they display the friends list, I'm still don't t unclear, like, who, who is on and who is not. I know, I know. Me so too. you must have been confusing. off, but it still showed your name. Oh, because if you have it open in your Battle.net app, I believe okay. that probably running in the background or something. Okay. Okay, anyhow, there was a miscommunication, but we did play this game together, right, right. Um, and it was fantastic. It was so much fun. I think, I don't know, I'm really loving this one so far, because I feel like they kind of went back to the uh, the best Diablo game of all time, Devil 2, and like really captures some of that essence, but then it still feels like really modern, and we, yeah. we were playing... Um, the main story quest now. I know you skip the cutscenes and whatever, but I thought that the, that first bit was really fun and really interesting, and the bosses were fun to fight and yeah. it felt like a challenge. The dungeons were super cool looking. Mm -hmm. You're playing barbarian. I'm playing sorceress. Um, we have some other friends that are playing with us as well, and I thought it was really. It felt good. Like it really did feel like very satisfying and you know getting all that loot and stuff. Like it was. It was fun. I really yeah, they're definitely trying to recapture the, magic. the Diablo 2 vibe. Yeah. Um, there's even some callbacks specifically to like places and things that happened. We had a <laughs> thing that, that took us back to an iconic Diablo right. 2 location, and right. I was like so jazzed about it. I was like, wow. The music is trying very hard to emulate the Diablo you gotta 2 music. got to get that classical guitar, that guitar on loop. Right, right. Yeah, it's good, it's good, good music. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I, I'm still, what level are you now? Like 20 something? No, I'm like level 19, 18. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going even higher. Um, I think I'm, I'm still trying to figure out like what, like where is the really new stuff in this game? So I'm like trying to build out my barbarian. Yeah. And there's a lot of returning moves, but I think the ones that I'm using are a little bit different. And there's, there's some new like systems in place for each character class it seems that are different. So mm -hmm. the barbarian, can basically level up every type of weapon. 
Yeah, you said that you you have four weapon slots. So I see, I have a lot of weapon That's slots. That's crazy. So I can equip a two-handed blunt weapon, okay. a two-handed bladed weapon, okay. and two one-handed weapons. Dual I'm, I'm equipping all of those at once. But then how do you know? How does the game pick which one you're using? I don't know yet. I think oh. the game just picks what like what, which one is doing the most damage. So I, oh. I'm wondering like so basically the build that I'm going for is heavy into bleed damage, okay. and the two-handed swords, as you use those more, they level up. So you get more and more bleed uh -huh. uh, bleed aspect yeah. into that. So I may just like choose to unequip the other ones because like I need to use the two-handed sword because I get this extra bonus. Even I if see. it's not the most powerful on paper, right? I get this other thing that I'm, right, the status right. thing yeah, You have I'm to look at it for. carefully because some of those augmented, like those skill augmentations, are right. really going to be like the resistance stuff, yeah, the, yeah crit stuff, especially for me that I like all damage dealers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you need to look at all that stuff. Yeah. Right. So we're still very early, but that, that's been the thing that I've really been like poking around is like, what, yeah. where, oh, you know, it's like, it's great and great, wonderful looking new Diablo game played mm -hmm. great, but like where specifically have they made different changes? So I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some things there. Yeah. The skill tree is a little bit hard for me to dissect, di decipher right now. Yeah. I, I also looked at a couple of guides cause I was a little bit confused about frozen orb. That's all you need. I have the frozen orb, don't worry. Um, spam it. Got it. <laughs> Can only spam it, spam it so much in limited mana. But um, yeah, I usually go like Ice Sorceress, uh, which is like my, my whenever I, I start a new Diablo character, I just do that first. Again, spam the frozen. I will. Bl Frost Nova, is that one? Well, Frost Nova is what I have now. Frozen orb I have as well, which is just basically freezes them like permanently. Frost Nova. Which is the one that has the, the spinning thing that shoots the. That's Frost Nova. That's the yeah. one. That's like the one that to spam. That's spam that. Yeah. <laughs> The other one that I just recently got is Blizzard, which is also mm. very good. It's like, you know, it rains from above. But basically it slows everybody down. Okay. So you, you got yeah. damage, you got That's crowd fair. control. Right. Is what the sorcerers is good at. Okay. Um, but the other thing that I realized that this game has that I'm not super familiar with is aspects. Right. And I haven't really looked at that yet, but I saw, I was reading something where you actually need to, like, put some, some of your, like, points that I typically would just save for any, like, frost abilities into this, like, Fire, fire skill, which I would never think to to use, right. but apparently you need that for those aspects. Yeah, there's so I need to do some research. There seem to be some additional systems beyond just the normal skill tree. Yeah, that keep you going later, like late game in stuff. the game. Yeah, which yeah, I, I'm we not need there to, yeah, to really think about it. Dig into that yet? Yeah, uh, but not right now. Right. right now, it's just fun to spam uh, Frost Nova. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, that's been really good. The other thing that I really like so far is all of the cosmetics because I mean I do want to look cool. Everyone does, you know. Oh, I don't care about. Okay, I really well, I mean, I'm getting, I care deeply about this. This game drops a lot of like high level gear. Yeah. Maybe more so than other Diablo. Do you, do you feel that way? I feel like I'm like pretty like. So it's like every 15 quits. minutes I'm putting on a new whatever. Oh, not every 15 minutes, but I mean, I got some gold, like nice gold armor now and, and a really good weapon. Yeah, like my whole getup is like almost all gold now. Yeah, my but I, they just drop it, so I can't get invested in any, like, look. Well, that's why I, it's fun to just change it in the cosmetics, and so that whatever you put on, it's just that same look. Oh, you mean the transmog stuff? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Basically, when you, um, I didn't realize this, but when you, like, disenchant, or, like, you, like, salvage right. one of your gold items or whatever that you don't want anymore, it, yeah. like, unlocks new cosmetic right. styles. Right, And so I just, like did that so that whatever okay. I put on I still look really okay. cool you know I never got which I think that's that. really neat yeah and I, I still am waiting for my pony where's the horse 
There's like a lot of cool cosmetics have you been to for the, the horse. Have you been to the stable? Can you just buy a horse? I've been to the stable and then it says you do not pre-order this game so you don't get a horse. What? You had to pre-order? I think so. No. Or you had to buy something. There's some other way to do it. Maybe it's like later in the game That's it'll crazy. unlock for you, but if you pre-order you get it earlier. Okay. I don't know, huh. but I really want my horse. Yeah. And I, I'm jealous of people in the world that have the horses. <laughs> some of them look really cool. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they have like armor for the horse, which is fun. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to play more tonight, I think, so. Now, I have some awesome. friends who are playing this as well who are much higher, like, they're getting into, like, level 90 Oh, wow. Stuff. Some, like, like and there, I heard, I popped into the group chat to hear them talking about how, like, oh, it's kind of like the normal Diablo thing of, like, well, what do I do now? Um, <laughs> where I think this is where all the all these games, I always get a little bit depressed when I reach that point with these games where it's mm -hmm. like, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. I guess the seasonal, we're both doing seasonal, we should say. Yeah. And there is some like cool like season challenges and stuff that you can collect. I guess I kind of can keep you going, but I can see that could get a little samey when you get to the like the level nineties. Yeah, you know? I mean, it seems like the idea is like start a new character with the new season and just kind of ride that. That's out. That's what I usually do. Usually, yeah. I, again, I start with my like typical sorceress, frost sorceress character, and then I usually start like another character with a new season. I want to try out um, the necromancer class. Um, at some point, so yeah. I'll probably just do that to, okay. to keep it fresh. But yeah, so far I think we're we're all kind of around the same level and kind of doing similar stuff. So it's been really fun to just like hang out in the game and and, and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another game that I got. Oh my god! I got Quake Two, so which was a uh, <laughs> surprise drop. I think they had QuakeCon recently. Yeah, what, what, what goes on at QuakeCon these I days? Know. I what are they doing I don't over even, there? I can't believe they even have Quake QuakeCon still. But yeah, that's a classic. That's one of my first uh, shooters that I've ever played in my whole yeah, life. I yeah, I played this very briefly. I bought this and then the ten terrible eShop shovelware games. Oh boy. Uh, but I did check it out. Um, I got the Switch version, which is really good. I mean, all of the, yeah, all of these um, kind of classic re-releases of the Doom and Quake games have been super good versions. I love the Doom games, and they too. are very frequently on sale mm -hmm. for like super cheap. Yeah. So give it a second. Even if you don't have like the historical connection with these games, like they're worth a look. It's fun. Um, like. I mean, it should, but it just game just moves so fast, yeah. and it's like, wow, this is so different from is there like a online shooter. Multiplayer? Yes, we should play. It has full on multi uh, online multiplayer. You can do bots multiplayer. Oh. They've even like replicated like. That's fun. They've done some touches where it's like replicating the actual online experience. Where like you remember, you could send like messages, like yes. have, have automated messages, like mm -hmm. when you die or when you kill someone. Yeah, that are like custom designs. Right. Like, even the bots have some of those. Oh, that's so Cool. That they put it like they put a lot a of good little touch. love and care into this version. It's got um, tilt controls on the switch, wow, which is nice. There's um, Quake 64. It's just like an extra thing. The mm -hmm. 64 version of Quake, which is a little bit of a different game, and yeah. I believe I haven't tried it out yet. But there's some new ca campaign content in this version that's entirely mm. new that I, that I read was made by the current Wolfenstein team. Oh, so. That's a very like they don't, good pedigree. They didn't need to go that far, as right? hard on yeah. these games as they did. Um, so, yeah, I just give them props for, for doing that. And you know, these are these are really great versions of these games. Awesome. And yeah, like um, like uh, Gene Park was saying, I guess John Romero has a book out. Uh, I saw that you brought back the book that I, I lent did, you yes. years ago, Masters of Doom. So, good book. yeah, this is really like a series and a time in gaming that you can really dig into now yeah. in a really cool way. 
It's such a like a part of our like my formidable gaming years because this is the game that I played a lot in college. Um, so, anyways, I was like yeah. have a, a a nice connection to that. It kind of reignited my love for gaming, um, and, and and then carried over into my adulthood. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we got kind of a grab bag of some stuff here that we played on the plane. Yeah, I wanted to include this because. Usually we work on the plane, but this time we were like, let's relax and actually play some games, which is kind of nice. We had a kind of late flight back yeah. after a very full day, so we're like, oh, let's just take it easy. Exactly. Play some games, watch a we movie. We played like such classic, like awesome co-op games on the plane. What is the first thing here? Oh, not that first one. Is that a classic no. and awesome game? No, the other two. Let's talk it's about the junk. other two first. That, that first one is garbage, but let's talk about the good ones that are good. All right. These are like Kit and Krista tried and true multiplayer favorites. Art of Balance. Art of Balance is so good. It is such a good game, and it's so fun and easy to play that on the plane because yeah. you're not moving around a whole ton, you know? I think we have talked about this in other videos before, but the idea of this game is basically you have a flat surface and you're trying to stack up these pieces yeah. as high as you can without it tipping over. Right, and there's like a lot of different multiplayer modes. Right. There's like ones that you can do co-op, there's ones that you could do like a challenge between you and the other person. Right. They always have like such creative ways too where like some of the blocks are glass, so mm -hmm. if you put something on it, they it might break. break, so it just adds like a new layer. But the best part of Art of Balance is like the vibe. It's like a Japanese spa or something or like an onsen. And you're just like listening to like the nice spa music. It is, yeah. And you have like this like cute, you know, little like bowl of fruit or like a bonsai <laughs> tree next to you as you like do your little puzzle. I don't know, it's just such a vibe. It's so good. Yeah, this game was out on Wii U, 3DS, mm -hmm. and Switch, and I bought all we, those versions. We have it, all the versions. Like I will buy this on whatever yes. platform it ever comes Give out it on. Give to me. Uh, Clubhouse games we played a surprising amount of. Yeah. What were some like, of those? I always forget how good Clubhouse games is until you have a situation like a six-hour flight. Yeah, you think like, oh, yes. that's, that's dumb. Card games, who cares? This was so fun. So we played a ton of different ones. We, we did all the touch yeah. games because we didn't want... Syncing controllers, some of these games... Like, it's a little annoying, yeah. God, we annoying. need a Switch too so that we can make it easier to sync controllers. Yeah, pressing the tiny little like, buttons. I pressed it. And then the thing was just blinking away at us. Gosh. Anyways, but we, we did that thing where you just like you just lay your Switch flat and right. you can just use the touch screen. Um, we played like some just like very simple games like, like you know, air hockey or whatever, like which is very easy mm -hmm. to play on the touch screen. We played some card games. Some of the card games were like totally just brand new ones. They do a good job like teaching you how to play them. Yeah. Um, some of them required absolutely no skill at all and was ridiculous. Um, like, what was it, the pigtail one? Yeah, I mean, they're just, like, random like, random little games, yeah. yeah. But um, but they were fun. Like, I don't know. Like, they, this game, I think, is interesting because it just teaches you all these games that you never would play in real life mm -hmm. unless you, like, were from India and you know how to play, like... Oh, yeah, what was that one? What was that one it called? was, like... Basically, it was like marbles, but with these right. like like um, chess piece looking kind of, or like checkers. Piece right. Looking I, I guess in real life you're like flicking. It's kind of like billiards, but with these little little, like little disc things. Yeah. That I, yeah, like you said, this game originated from India, and you yeah. flick it, you flick it, and you try and, and get you it into like the holes. You have to like angle it. And I forget like, what the name of that was. Yeah. Yeah, that, that worked was, really that well with really the touch fun. controls. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was really fun. Yeah. Uh, so the game that was not great and not a classic was Everybody One Two Switch, which we played yeah. on the plane. So we had played this during our One Up Club meetup, and that was actually fine because there were so many people that it. Was and we like, pl we played the mobile. And we played the mobile version. Half of this game. Right. 
So we were like, okay, you bought the game already. You already spent the hard-earned Kit and Krista money on this game, um, the business funds. So why don't we try and see if there's anything good about this game because it actually is nope. garbage. Um, and play like the Joy-Con, like yeah. the actual yeah. whatever. And we so we, we did that and it was god-awful. This yeah. game is terrible. What is wrong with it? Yeah, some of the games are the same ones that we played with the, the yeah. phones, but they just adapted it for Joy-Con. Some of them were very similar to the original one twos, where it's like there was one where you were a ninja throwing a ninja star, oh, and, and I had to it? I had to react to like deflect it away. Yeah, but that it was one didn't bad. really seem to work. It didn't right. seem to work. I think maybe we we're too close together. The game doesn't know how far apart you are. I don't That's know. where the game's trying to fool you into things. It was bad though. I didn't. Work. It was. It was bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just continue to find. And then this quiz. Game to be. That, Again, oh, this game is so. Any terrible. question where you need to know left from right, I got it wrong. you're gonna I get it wrong. I got it wrong. <laughs> you don't know left from right. I got it wrong. <laughs> that quiz game makes you feel so dumb. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. Well, learn left from right if you don't like that feeling. This is left. <laughs> <laughs> I feel stupid. Oh, no. I hate this game. There, the games are lazy and not good. Class action lawsuit when. Against Nintendo for making, for, you making... Feel, for making you feel dumb oh. for this game, yes. Oh. And then maybe um, maybe We Fit said you were fat. I don't know. It did. I mean, buildup of emotional damage over the years oh, through decades by Nintendo. <laughs> I've Who's had suing who now? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm the ninja now. <laughs> Okay, we have to stop because that was that was yeah. that was bad. We we quickly stopped playing that and yeah. played the good multiplayer and then the point games. Landed. And then the and we stopped. And then we stopped. All right. Um, okay. Wow. Let's get on to news. Yes. It's an interesting story from the Nikkei in Japan, where so they are building another headquarter building in Kyoto. Mm. So currently there are two. Right. And they're basically across the street from each other. Right. One is the very <clears throat> classic headquarters building, which is decades old. Yes, very, and very old. And there's a new one, which is uh, the development center, mm -hmm. which opened just a couple years ago, honestly. Right. So they're building another uh -huh. development center in the same area. 12 That's stories. 13 stories. Oh, 13 stories. Um, and they had... Uh, they, they're basically delaying it because they need a bit more, they want to make it bigger. Mm. Um, and they're sort of saying, like, look at these development trends. These teams are going to get big. We want to be able to accommodate um, all of the people that we're supposed to put in there. Yeah. So now they're saying it's not going to be ready until 2028. Mm. Well, that's a long time from now. I cannot imagine how they crammed everybody into that one building. Back in the day? Like, not that long ago. I know. Like, literally because that less, second than, building less than is, five years. That second building's full now. That second building is maxed out. Right. To, like, they're, like, bursting at the seams in that second building. Yeah. There's a quote from Mr. Furukawa here. The development resources required per piece of software are now increasing. We would like to maintain the level of recruitment of the past few years. So Nintendo is expanding, growing. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And certainly they're still doing a lot of outsourcing as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. And they, they, have, and they have, you know, Nintendo offices outside of Kyoto, too. Like, in Tokyo, they have the EAD offices. Um, right. And whatnot, but yeah, this this is like where their main headquarters are in Japan, and yeah, it does feel like you know even when we were there years ago um, that they've already outgrown it. So 
they're just gonna need to last hopefully until 2028 and when this new building opens up to like get a little breathing breathing room because it is getting pretty crowded in there yeah yeah that's amazing it is amazing yeah i'm sure it's gonna be another white box yes a so look just like that uh we're a few days late on this, but I thought it was still worth talking about some updates from Square Enix um, financials. Yeah. Because... There's a real, real yo-yo of emotions here. So when Final Fantasy 16 first came out, they were saying that the game was doing great. Right. Uh, I'll just read the quote that literally Square Enix put out. Uh, Square Enix considers the initial sales results of Final Fantasy 16 to be extremely strong, and we will continue to carry out a wide range of initiatives to encourage even more people to play the game. Yeah. Okay. Great. Sounds good. Good. Then Square has their financials, and now we're singing a different story, and all of a sudden... Uh, it's doom and gloom. <laughs> the game is disappointing now. <laughs> um, How did this happen in like a week's time, is my question. Yeah, so the CEO said... Um, the high end of the company's expectations were not met. The stretch goal. Uh-oh. And the slow adoption of the PS5 was a limiting factor. What? Um, <laughs> How? How is it? What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, this is kind of classic Square Enix. They like, are. They, every bit. game is a, is a massive disappointment to There's them. There's just like an emotionally like unstable. <laughs> so I was surprised when they actually said, when they came out and said, like, oh yeah, this is actually fine when you consider the install base. Like, and they were like, yeah, look at the percentage of the install base. And like, That's if you compare that to other sure. games on different platforms at different times, it's actually quite good. Mm -hmm. um, so they did recently just have that thing with Phil Spencer. I wonder if this is them kind of plotting the steps to eventually bring this game oh, out on other platforms. On other platforms. Like, especially when they're putting the blame on Sony. That's true. It's they're like, hey, like, we have a great game. We held up our side of the bargain. Yeah, you the, didn't. The, the reason why it's disappointing is because they adopted a PS5. Right. So, meanwhile, gonna, Meanwhile, I mean, the PS5 is doing great. So, doing great. so I, don't, I don't know if they have a leg to stand on there. I don't know I exactly. I my eyes a little bit. Again, what is your expectation for the PS5? Right. <laughs> I don't understand that. But Oh, no. Limiting factor. I mean, we'll never know. I mean... Nobody will know the specifics of the deal they have with Sony. True. But... And where the exclusivity like, ends of, and starts. You all know, of those kind of deals can be adjusted. Oh, yeah. Depending on who they throws a big enough tantrum. They definitely have clauses in those contracts yeah. that are like, if you don't... If some make good, whatever. There, there's got to be something. You don't even need a clause. You can just be like... I'm Square Enix. I'm throwing a hitsy fit. <laughs> and you need to let me out of this. Uh, Otherwise, I'm going to be mad at you. It's not a good partner. You don't want Square Enix holding a grudge. No. They hold long grudges. They do. <laughs> They're good at They're that. They're very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold a grudge against us. We like you. What, what, what does this have to do with us? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, they also had this other point about how they are kind of phasing out their development of mid-size games. What was it? What is considered a mid-size Square Enix game? Well, it's just something... For my I don't know. I mean, it's, remember they had all of those games in that. Remember the Nintendo Direct that was like all just random Square Enix games? Oh, like those Farm Sims? Yeah. Those are mid sized games? Right. It was like, what was okay. it? Day Life Afterwards or something? There was one game that was like. Harvest. It was kind of like, oh, Harvest Har Stella. Harvest Stella. Stella. There we go. That sounds like a perfect mid sized game that they're not going to be doing anymore. Oh. So they're focusing on more AAA games. So more things Here to be go. disappointed by. We can be more disappointed than we can spend 10 years <laughs> making that and then we have to make it as open world as possible. Right. And perfect. they say it's going to take several years for them to have this shift. Um, I really hope companies this... take that with a grain of salt a bit. 
I mean, this is what we were talking about with Sony. That's scary. What episode? I can't remember what episode that was, but it's like, it's great if you can pull it off, but it really only takes one major fail. To have it be like to basically catastrophic. Doom your company. That's the thing. And like you're putting all your eggs into this game that has like a 10 plus year development cycle plus it being extremely expensive. Like, I don't know. I feel like we need more balance, if anything, in, in the industry yeah. for games. So I hope that this doesn't mean like just like this real kind of swing in the other direction. Right. But, the, um, the other thing uh, that this yeah. doesn't mention is, so you have large size games, mid size. What about small games? Like, yeah. are, you, are you going to like find, you're going to start some indie label? Yeah, is there like some you sort need, of... You need something else to... Yeah, you can't like go 10 years and then make Final Fantasy like whatever, 17, I don't know, whatever, right? Like that's going to be... Right. Unless you just crank them out like they do, and then, then it's like poor quality and also for yeah, other problems so pop know. up. So I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. know. This. this seems like a something to think through a bit more. <laughs> uh, I threw this here because we want to talk about this game. Baldur's Gate 3 came, oh. came out of nowhere for us at least. It really did. I don't know how this is not on my radar, and I apologize if people are like mad. Well, we talked about it when we, we, did. When we went through the games, and we said yeah. this is a this I was no. going to skip this game, but now I'm getting a lot of like... Your, your FOMO I have is a, out of control. I have so much FOMO. You know you texted me, you're like, I'm going to buy it right now. <laughs> like, what? I Ow. really want to play this game now. Like, so bad. First of all, I didn't even know you had a gaming PC. You're like, yo, I definitely do. I do, I do. Um, but I just don't want to play games. But anyway, the news story here is... I don't even know why this was a news story, but it, it is now neck and neck with Tears of the Kingdom for the best is Metacritic it still really, score of the year. Can you look right now? Because, because... It doesn't matter. Oh. It does matter. But, but what were you going to say? I just want you to look. Because I think I was going to... I've been looking at the reviews over the weekend, and they were missing some big name reviews. Well, so the deal is... So the game is currently only out on PC. Right. And people were saying, like, this was a game that they gave to reviewers, like, very shortly before it right. came out. So that number is not what the number is going to be, probably, no. long term. Um, all right, I'll do a quick check here. That's what I wanted you to see. Exactly. That was exactly my point, is that, like, they're missing critical reviews. Um, and that's so, why oh, still, still 97. 97 out of 30 reviews. And I think people were saying, you know, Zelda's got, like, 100, 100 plus reviews. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I, I mean, we haven't seen the PS5 version. Right. Like, hopefully that version works well. The Xbox version sounds like it's not coming anytime soon. Right. Um, but we don't need to play like a horse race with Metacritic scores. We don't. I think this is silly. We do, but I, I think this is a way for people to like, you know, have a yardstick against like what's going to be game of the year this year. Well, I think yeah, you know, I think the bigger story is like yeah, this this is actually like. A major contender for that now. That's the thing. And, like and everybody is... was like, when Tears of the Kingdom came out, and we got that overwhelmingly like amazing reaction. We all played the game. I absolutely loved it. Like we were like, there's nothing that can unseat this game from Game of the Year. Now we have a, a, a game that potentially has some potential to unseat. I don't know. All I haven't right. played this. We game We haven't yet, even but... mentioned Starfield. Exactly. So there's. Why are you looking at me? If like I'm this? Microsoft. I am so mad, mad right now. Are you mad? I was like, okay, Starfield is coming out beginning of September. We have that all to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're going to own this. And now you have the PS5 version of this game on my biggest competitor coming out like within days. The, the game, game that can be the game of the it's year. It's like setting me. Steam records, like making you buy a gaming PC. I have a gaming People PC. People doing crazy things. Yeah, the, the, the numbers of players yeah. is 
un it's like it broke every it's like the um the million dollar movie stat it's like this is the, the best most played game of all time yeah if i'm still spencer like i'm like what did i do wrong like why do i have such bad luck <laughs> why does this, why me <laughs> why does this keep happening to me oh i'm sorry phil it's, so, it's not fair <laughs> i'm throwing myself a pity party if i'm phil spencer because baldur k3 is gonna eat the lunch it's that bear <laughs> when that story came out, like that was kind of when the trajectory turned upward it for this really game. Did. And then it, <laughs> it certainly got your attention. It got my attention. I was immediately piqued. And then <laughs> there was like additional content that came out. Content, content that additional came. Content. There's additional content that came out from many other people. All right, all right, we know, we get it. About the customization that I'm really interested. We get in. it. That's all I'm gonna say. We get it. I can't wait to customize. <laughs> oh, oh, again, man. humans are simple creatures. So have you decided what you're going to do with this game? I'm going to wait for Because now we, we need to play this game. We, we have to You're going to wait till when? PS5. September. What about Starfield? You're going to play 100% this game in three days? Well, I have to play Diablo right now. How am I supposed to play this game and play, play Diablo at the same time? I don't know. I'm just asking. What are you, what are you what thinking? What are you going to do? I'm asking. What are you thinking? Uh, you have a Steam Deck. You can play this game now. So I was very surprised when they came out. People so like, say it's good. Oh, this game is Steam this Deck. game is verified for Steam Deck. What and a great friend you have that had gotten you a Steam Deck that I, you could I was, play a game. Like I was Baldur's amazed at that. Good job by them for getting that to work. Because they're saying like, oh, the reason this isn't coming on Xbox is we can't get the split screen co op to work on the Series S. Yes. So there's like a technical issue. So it's amazing that they got around that on the Steam Deck. Um, People seem to really like the co-op, so I'm going to wait. I'm also going to get the PS5, yeah. and I think... Maybe we can play it together. I think, I think that would be fun for, a, for you and I to try that a little bit together. I think so, too. But I'm going to wait and see what happens with Starfield, because who knows? Maybe this will be a, a, you know, a Bethesda you know, jank situation. <clears> in which case I can patches. wait. In which case I'll get, I'll get a month yeah. while they patch many, it. Many patches later. I'm not rooting. I'm not, like, I, I never want to root for a game to have these problems, but yeah. I'm, I'm just taking a wait and see. Okay. It's like I have these games yeah, in front of me. I, I was thinking I would wait till PS5 as well at this point. Yeah, if I don't, if I don't have, you know, I, I don't feel like, oh my god, if I don't play Starfield day one, no matter what, I'm a failure. It's like, eh. oh my goodness, things are getting spicy, guys. It's getting spicy the end of the year. <laughs> we were all ready. We're we are, our plans were all. I was feeling good. I had did all the things that I needed to do you by thought. August first. Yeah. I finished everything that I said I was gonna finish. I started Diablo on time, like I said I was going to. I was like, I'm good, I'm riding high. I have got the schedule down locked. And then this so why, bear. Why was this game not on your radar? Let's talk, let's talk about that. I just didn't, I didn't play any of the Boulder's Gate. But you knew that, you knew of that series. I knew of that series. It was never a series that I was like super yeah. know, interested I, in. I didn't play any of those either. Yeah. I didn't play any of them. So, but then, the, but then I looked at this game because of all of the, you know, the the fanfare around it right now, and I looked at all the trailers, and so I'm like, no, this looks like a game that I would love. Like, what's rolling dice? I guess. Critical save. Critical save. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that dark fantasy, you know, kind of vibe. Like I love those kinds of games, mm -hmm. so I think I would like it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just never have been like I guess introduced to the series before, and no one that I know has ever told me like you have to play Baldur's Gate. Well, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I got thrown off. The original Baldur's Gate games, those were Bioware games. Right. And this is a new studio, Larian, which I, I was not super familiar with them. So I was mm -hmm. like, what is this random studio to me 
that's making Baldur's Gate 3. But and people say that it's like the best thing that's ever happened. Right, so I just kind of like wrote it off because I was like, well, like well, that'll be just another random, you know, PC RPG. Yeah. But obviously it's much more than that. And I, I did look very close, when this was happening, I looked very closely at that studio. Like they don't have a ton of games, but they did do... Um, the Divinity games, which are right. very well regarded, mm-hmm. uh, which maybe I should give a look to those too. The Dungeons at some and Dragons point. game, um, right? Well, Baldur's Gate is a Dungeons and Dragons game. Oh, okay. I guess that counts. Um, you know, it's interesting that this was this style of game, like this was PC gaming 20, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like this style of extremely open, extremely make your own story, do it your way kind of game was the niche of PC games. Yeah. And eventually everything got kind of consoleized. So even to the point where like BioWare's making like shooters or like right. like live service games. So it, I do like that this went full circle. Back to what and it's like, hey, roots of it hey, being, yeah. Hey, people still want that kind of game that's not out there um, in yeah. the way that it was. Like, even, even like, the Bethesda games, like, the old Fallout games had much more in common with this, with the Baldur's Gate games, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, well, I'm just going to max out my stats and charm and see what happens, you know, that, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. It kind of reminds me of old, like, World of Warcraft games, too, a little bit. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Like the the character customization. Enough about the customization. Okay, I don't know. It's just me. <laughs> but I think it. But I think it's good that that like the PC now has. I mean, it's only for a month, but like there is this, you know, people going back to the PC for this type of game mm-hmm. that had kind of been gone forever. People were thinking, and people seeing like, yes, people want this. Yeah. So again, you wonder like, well, what is the, what is the lesson that developers will take away from this. Yeah. I don't know how many copycats of this that we'll see. It's probably really hard to copycat it. It seems like a very challenging game to make. Exactly. It's a it has a very specific like DNA. But at one point, I mean there's a lot of other, you know, PC franchises that that kind of were were in this ilk that people could go back to. Yeah, that's true. Lastly, had to put this at the (sighs) end because it's in the rumor bin. Oh the rumor bin. Uh, there were some rumors about Metroid Prime 4 going around. These were extremely loosely worded, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know what to make of them. The first uh, was that the game looked, quote, visually unbelievable. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, sure. And then the other says that the game will have big, massive areas, but not be open world. Okay. So maybe kind of like a uh, monster hunter situation? Where you have like those zones that you go into, and you can like explore the different zones. I mean, it sounds like Something a Metroid like Prime that. game to me. Yeah. It was interesting to see people react to this because, again, who was this person again that was saying? I don't. I don't. It was like it was like a secondhand mm. kind of anecdote that was getting passed along. It was like, hey, this I know a guy weird. who's seen the game, and I this don't is what he know. said. No, this seems really fishy to me. But the react, some of the reaction to this was like, oh, it's not open. Like again, not every game needs to be open world. What's the deal? With that, this thing. With that this is not the only world. signifier of a good game. Seriously. So let's please, let's get please off of this? move off of it's that. It's annoying. Right. So, I, I mean, this sounds like what, it, what I would expect a, a new Metroid Prime game to be, so it didn't really stand out to me at all. Um, but, yeah, it got people talking. I'm annoyed by this already. You don't care. Move on. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the questions. 
First question is from VGM Life. You get all of our questions from our Patreon subscribers. Hi, Kit and Krista. In the modern era, does a significantly later release date in North America versus other regions influence your perception of a game? My excitement for Persona 5 was significantly dampened by the seven-month difference between the release date in Japan versus the rest of the world. Do you care at all that you're playing old news, or if it's new to you, that's all that matters? I really am surprised in this day and age of our connected global world that things are still like this and don't release globally. Well, um, it's, I'm glad Nintendo's better about this. It's now. now more of an outlier for this to happen. Exactly. Like most games, do you have a global even big like big art like they have a lot of localization work. Mm -hmm. They they do come out day and date. So it is um, a good step that has been made, and yeah, yeah. Nintendo's eliminated this problem entirely. Yeah, but they used to do that, and it was really annoying. It was tough. It yeah. was very tough. Yeah. I don't. It also it also hurts now that like there's more ways to get spoiled if you're trying to it's, not. That's what my point is. Yeah, it's and... like you're already connected globally. Um, it doesn't matter where you're living. You're gonna get the information at the same time as somebody right. else. Right. But you like know? you know when this was happening like 15 years ago, it was like all right, well I can just sort of. Like blackout. It's like, bit. how am I going to know it's out in Japan? I'm just not going. I'm not going to see it. Yeah, you're not going to read that issue of you know. Right. Nobody's Nintendo streaming. Power. Nobody's streaming the game. Right. They come across that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think yeah, this is great. Um, and I I do like the idea of everybody playing a game together. I do too. And having that conversation together. I mean, we were just talking about Baldur's Gate and the, the reason why I'm like weirdly getting FOMO and hype about it is because I hear everyone that I know playing it and talking about it. And I think that says something about like when you have that connected experience. Or yeah. like when we were all playing Tears of the Kingdom at the same time, that was like really fun, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right, next is uh, from Ale Alejandro. And I think this is a question mostly for you. Oh. Hey, Kit and Krista, I just got to the part of episode 76 where Kit mentions he's thinking of watching the rest of Final Fantasy XVI's story online since he's reached a point where he's gotten his fill of the gameplay. Firstly, for Kit, does this typically happen to you a lot where you just watch the end of games instead of actually finishing them? And have there been any games where you actually wish you continued playing instead um. of watching the ending? On the other hand, are there any games you did finish where you wish you just watched the ending instead? For Krista, what do you think of this, and would you ever consider it yourself? Any games you wish you did follow Kit's lead and just watch the ending instead of playing through the game, the rest of the game? Well, I think the part of the first part of the question is for you, actually. Mm. Have you finished your watch? Of Final uh, no, I haven't. Oh my god! I so I, uh, I've only done this twice. <clears throat> it was for Xenoblade Chronicles three and Final Fantasy sixteen. Wrong. So, you did it also for Yakuza. That was a different thing. But you had to do it. I, I had a technical issue with that game but you did that it, prevented me from finishing it and that was I was literally at the end mm -hmm. I was literally at the end and I had a uh, PlayStation 5 issue that would have meant I had to replay a lot of the game okay. um, I mean it, those are very long games where I had just I'd like gameplay wise I felt I had seen what I and I had heard from you for Xenoblade it was like this game kind of falls off near the end too it was getting definitely like a little bit like samey right the so end. I, I was like well maybe Maybe I don't need to play this to the bitter end for another, like, yeah. for another 30 hours. Um, you are I, good at noping out of things. I don't, don't, like I don't regret do. that. Um, Final Fantasy, I mean, I've been, I'm still going, watching this, and I, I don't feel like, oh, I wish I could do this, or I wish I could see that. It is interesting to see the game from a different perspective. Yeah. 
where there are things that you don't notice when you're actively playing it. That's true. When you're watching when somebody you're do it. focusing on like a boss or something um, like that. But no, I, I feel great about this. I, I mean, I, I would rather not. But um, in this case, nothing felt like the right thing to do. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't do this. <laughs> I am very much like, if I say I'm going to finish a game, I will, I will finish it. And I will sacrifice everything else in service of that, which is not the best thing to do. I will say that you should probably not do what I'm doing. But like, I, you know, would, like with Elden Ring is a great example where I literally didn't sleep for two weeks. Because I was, like, I was grinding out that boss fight and I refused to give up. I know that nothing was going to happen afterwards, just had to do it. Um, and I refuse to watch these endings online. I just have, I just have to do it. It's just like a thing that I need to do. And I know it's ridiculous and I shouldn't be wasting my time, but I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. All right. <laughs> um, Brooke Obscura has the next question. When games still included instruction booklets, did you ever write notes in the included <laughs> notes section? As a related question, did you ever write your name or initials on your cartridge? Ooh. I never did this, and I think it's because my very Chinese mother was like, you should never mark oh. up a book or, like, oh. write on anything. Like, you got to keep everything pristine. This is the this is a woman that, like, saran wrapped the remote. What about, like, a textbook? No, I can't write that. Can't highlight? Oh, my God, no. Those textbooks are so expensive. She would tell me not to do anything to it so we can resell it afterwards. Poor. Okay. Yeah, just don't damage that book. We can you can use it for this class, and then take your notes, and then we can resell the book as the. Uh, and then when they evaluate their book, oh, it's like new, so you can uh -huh. get money for it. Okay. There's no way I'd ever write in a book. Instruction booklets. No. No. Uh, I did not use that. It was usually just like one page. Yeah. And I was like, well, what am I actually going to be writing here? Right. And then I would usually have the Nintendo Power that yeah, had the that's tips. The, thing. the, the, the Nintendo so Power I did, was. I always wondered why they even put that there. It's like, yeah. who's, who's doing this? I need to. I just need to read that. Uh, right. Writing my name. No, I never did that. I do have my my Mega Man Two cartridge. You've seen this. Has a big Mega Man sticker. A sticker on it. But I don't know where I got that sticker. That might, maybe they included it in the box or something. Yeah, and you which ordinary sticker. Ordinarily, I would have been upset that I did that because it's kind of covering up the label. Um, but it's like, well, this is my this is my copy. I'll have this forever, so yeah. it makes it a little bit unique. But as far as writing my name, no, I never did that. Captain Alex himself next. Kit on the episode with producer Stephanie, she mentioned that all your coworkers were confused about how you acted on camera versus off. So I've come out of my shell quite a bit now. I was definitely more reserved and quiet growing up, which led some people to misjudge me as snobby oh. or cocky, as opposed to the reality, which was actually extreme shyness and introversion. Have you experienced similar misconceptions through your life and career? If so, does it bother you, or do you just shrug them off? And on a lighter question, do you have a gaming holy grail? And if so, what is it? It doesn't have to be expensive, just something you've always wanted, still may want, just never were able to find it or had the means to buy it. Mine is a virtual boy, despite knowing how terrible it may be. It's something that has always fascinated me, and I'd love to own one. Oh, man. If I only knew Captain Alice, I would have stolen the one from the Nintendo office and given <laughs> it to you. We had one in the office. So this absolutely happened to me, and, and has happened to me throughout my life, where, where a lot of people will think, like, I'm you know, trying to give them the cold shoulder or think that I'm better than them or something like that, when it's like, he, he nails it. It's like, I'm shy or don't feel comfortable in a social situation or don't, you know, something like that. 
Um, I'm sure you probably have noted this as well. I never thought that you were snobby or cocky. You have said other people have had that reaction. Yes, very much. Um, of you, which mm -hmm. I think is very, it's like shocking to me to hear that because mm. I never got that impression. I always just thought that you were, I always like, yeah, I definitely knew that in the beginning you were definitely like shy and a little bit introverted, but I never thought that that was because you were. I mean, I guess I just never got the impression that you were like snobby or something like that. That didn't, that didn't come across oh. to me. Um, but yeah, I think people at the Nintendo office oftentimes would like come to me and ask me, like a lot of your direct reports would come to me and be like, does he, what is he really thinking? Cause I don't, I can't tell. Um, and I think it's well, because- Well, it's better that they don't know that. Oh, <laughs> I think you're an idiot. <laughs> you're going to get fired tomorrow. That's why you don't know. Um, no, that's not the case at all. But like, I think it's because you, you're very calm in the workplace and you have a very calm exterior. And even when someone brings you like, you know, something that bad that's happened or like a problem, like mm -hmm. I always did that a lot when I'm like, oh my God, something horrible happened. Listen. And you're just like, okay, sounds good. Don't worry. We're going to figure it out. But like, you know, you, you kind of want someone to also panic with you, even though it's good that they're not panicking with you because you're literally panicking. Um, but I think people just take that as like, oh, he's actually not he's actually like really, really mad and he's just keeping it all inside, you know? But um, I never got, got a sense that, you know, people thought you were snobby or something mm. like that. I certainly didn't think that. <clears throat> the, deck, the, the deck is stacked against introverts in life, unfortunately. Um, we can make these sort of things of perception very hard. You know, I never want... There's so much, again, like the chatter in the office is nonstop. And I never wanted to be like involved in that for yeah. like, for like the, so much dumb thing to get around where it's like, oh my gosh, I told this to Kit and he freaked out. And that becomes like some big like talking point. It's like, yeah, I'll just give you the stone face because <laughs> you don't, because you don't need to know what I'm thinking. We'll, we'll fix the problem and we'll just move on. And you're right, not, you're right. not, you don't, you don't need to know. I don't need to wear my emotions on my sleeve because those are the people who get talked about all the time. It's like, I don't need that. That. I don't want that. What? Wore my emotions on my sleeve. No one talked about me. I don't know that. You don't know that. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly wasn't talking to them, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Patricia Stephanie would know. I, um, I once got talked to by my boss. Or he was like, you know, there's somebody in the office who's really like a little worried that like you're not very friendly with them when you cross their path in the hallway. Really? Yes. Who is this? And it, it was somebody who was like relatively high up, and it was a really like oh, silly know. thing to do. But you need it, to tell me afterwards. But it points out like, again, like people expect you to have this big, bubbly, extroverted personality. It's not fair. And it was like you know, I'm just, I'm just walking down the hall. Like I just need that to go is, to the bathroom. Like that, that kind of like conversation is so like cringy and and bad. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy, how's it going? How was um, your golf like weekend? Or there was there was a guy who would love to strike up a big conversation in the, While bathroom, you're in the bathroom, like super loud, like as loud as possible, start shouting. Say, I'm trying to do this and leave, okay? Like I really no. don't want to do this here. And it's like echoey. No. It's like, people are coming in and out, like trying to like go. Let's, let's just get out of here. When pee is coming out of your body, <laughs> I need to leave. Don't talk to me. <laughs> A rule of thumb, I just people. Don't want it, you know? That is a rule of thumb. Um, but again, like with you know all yeah. these sort of introvert things, it's like I, I just found a way to just like you know get, kind of fake fake through it. Like yeah, it's like I'm I'm, I'm still very much an introvert, but it's like okay, 
I can like kind of play this character that's a bit less introverted for yeah. the time that I'm at the office. Yeah, it is annoying though. It's it's annoying that you have to even do that when that is not who you are. Right. So I feel for you and and for Captain Alex who you know, this is a real I'm not saying you're struggling like deeply with it every day, yeah. but you're still like having to like go out of your way to sort of conform to like quote societal norms, which is crap. Like that's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like you should not be penalized because you're you don't want to ask Joe what's his face about his golf game over the weekend and his like <laughs> two point five kids or whatever. Like who cares? Office chit chat. Do it or die. Yes. Um, holy grail. Holy grail. I got my holy grail. What was that? Pikachu N sixty four. My uh, my rhythm heaven. No. Pikachu N sixty four was my white whale for so long. Really. And uh, oh, someone bought it. It's exciting. Me. Uh, mine. This is something I don't actually want. Oh. But arcade cabinet. The Ninja Turtle arcade cabinet. I knew would it. Be, would be probably it. But again, it's like I have nowhere to put it. I've. I, okay. Okay. I know Here's enough, the thing. What? When we continue to grow this beautiful empire and we move into like an amazing office space uh -huh. that's not my mom's spare uh -huh. bedroom like we could get with the office uh, so how cute would that be i know some people who are into arcade machines and it sounds like such a curse to like maintain these things transport these things well just ship it to the office and leave it there up do the upkeep i don't think we should i think I it's think i think it's a should. bad idea just to have even fun even like those, like the arcade one up. Yeah, like those, the, those, small, are, those are like really good, like replicas. Ones. I don't want that either. So it's like, it's, it's, it's definitely a double edged sword where it's like, it's cool. Yeah. That is my holy grail, but I really don't want it. Oh. Okay. But I yeah. wanted to get it for you. Well, now you know. All right. Ninja 11 is next. Hi, Kit and Krista. You've often mentioned how brainstormed marketing ideas will get absolutely destroyed for no good reason. <laughs> Ouch. This is a good question. How would they destroy this hypothetical marketing idea Nintendo could use for a Pikmin game? So he's going to give us a hypothetical. Oh, and we have to play Ninja's the, gonna give the us executives? A hypothetical and we're going to tear it to pieces. Oh, no. Rent out a park for filming. Uh -huh. You hide 100 Pikmin figurines around the park. <laughs> Next, have a few of your trusted Nintendo content creators come by. No. Their task is to gather as many Pikmin as possible before sunset, a.k.a. a set amount of time. Whomever collects the most or fastest in the event of a tie wins. <clears throat> this gets uploaded to YouTube. Easy marketing. How would they destroy such an easy and effective <laughs> idea? Or how would such an idea go about being brought up throughout the chain of command? Thank you for your insight. <laughs> yeah, this is a great uh, exercise. This is what, really what would used to happen? This is yeah. exactly how an idea for a game launch would come to fruition is that you would like basically write it up like you did right now in this question in this like marketing like deck like mm -hmm. presentation and you would basically lay out the tenets of the idea which you do very well here um and there's there's some other things that you have to include like what is the you know the metric and blah 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 but yeah generally this is how these ideas would would come to life right um but how they would destroy this idea which they would absolutely destroy uh is i think they probably would nail us on two things one is like the ease of renting out a public space for filming so filming anything under like your brand is like a huge problem because you have to like blur out every single 
thing that's not Nintendo related. So if you're in a big open space like a park, there could be like a car that drives by that's like a Honda. Can't have that happen. There could be people walking by in the park wearing Nike shirts. Can't have that happen. There could be like all sorts of filming permits that you need to get and all sorts of legal things that you're dealing with in an uncontrolled like outdoor environment like that. That in of itself would eliminate, you know, the the feasibility of the idea. So that's, that's that or it becomes very expensive. Or they basically make you do it inside in a controlled environment. Um, but the legal part of any idea is always like the killer because that becomes like... Can't argue with they, that. They, 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 you can't argue with it and they'll nitpick you to death until you like... Have you checked with legal? Have you checked have you with ch- legal? Have you checked with like the, the content creation team that does all the filming? That was always done, the like, most... It's like... You're, yes, you're, you're presenting like a kernel of an idea and it's like, have you done the checking with these 19,000 teams yes. as, as if you were actually going to do it? Yeah. It's like, it's well, like well, what, do you like the idea? Yeah, if you like it, let's, let's, start with let's that. check with legal. Right. We'll find a way to it's make like, it well, work. Is it feasible at all? Have if you, you like the legal? concept. Have you, yeah. have you checked? Right. Um, the other thing that always we get nailed on, especially for like this kind of marketing, which is like the communications part is like, how would this drive the sales? How would this tie It's an impossible question. It's it, impossible. It's an impossible question to answer. There is nothing um, that the company does. Uh, I should say, maybe, maybe there are some that are you can actually link to an eShop sale where it's like, you know, oh, this this sold me this many copies. Right. You don't know. You don't know. But it's, but, it's the, but it's the final card to be played. It's the final card to be played. It's the final nail in your yeah, coffin, Yeah, it totally is. Say. But like, because this is an idea that's all about like, content capturing and inviting YouTubers or content creators to come make something um, and then post it to their channels. It's, it's an awareness play, which is what is, it's good that it's awareness because that was our job. But no one actually thought that that was your job. Your job was actually to sell games. So the, the I think the feedback that we would get a lot is like, well, how do you know that, you know, 100,000 views on YouTube equals 100,000 sales? Right. It's like, well, you don't know. You don't. Right. Especially so. when... It, this is something that would be a little bit expensive. Yeah. So it's like, again, how are you proving the ROI for this? The ROI if we is spend, always if, the question. Should we spend the money on this or should we just give it to the advertising team and let them run more ads? Exactly. How can you argue for your thing being a better use of that money? Exactly. And the advertising team always won. Yeah. Let me tell you, that 30-second ad with the guy with the family playing the, <laughs> playing the Switch and the Pikmin and the kids' faces, that will always win right. uh, beyond any of these like fun ideas. Right. Um, the other one... <laughs> And this is something that like Treehouse would probably ding you on is like, is this really accurate to the game experience? Right. Where it's like, well, in, yeah. P- in Pikmin, you're not just going around collecting Pikmin, but that's all you're doing in this. Mm-hmm. Like you get the Pikmin as a means to actually, you know, do all these go on these objectives, you do yeah. these battles, you collect this other stuff, you expand. That's true. And you're only showing oh, one of the main mechanics, which is actually not the main thing we're focused on. Right. Fail. And I think the last thing they would say is like, this is a cute like, like idea sort of bringing it to real life, but we actually want them to touch the game and hold the game and, right. and hold the switch. So what are you doing? Why are you not doing that and focusing on this like real life experience of like collecting Pikmin, which yeah. is not the main mechanic and not what we want people to do and people to hold the switch and play the game. Yeah. So. so sorry, Ninja 11. Oh, but these are I'm all exhausted things, for you. These are all things people would and say. And I could hear the questions in right. my head as I presented some of these ideas that were yeah. zany so this and is, fun. So this is how you result in your marketing plan being, well, we'll do a, we'll media, do an a ad. media preview and we an advertisement. We'll do an, a media preview and then we'll post <laughs> this game is available now yeah. on Twitter and that's it. So there it. you go. <laughs> Last question is, for, oh, we have a, we have oh, a new, new name! Evolution of this name. The, the Disciple of the Poopy Chair. 
Wait, if you're a disciple of the poop... Okay, yeah, I get it now. First it was .001 poopy chair stand. Now it's the disciple of the poopy chair. I see. Okay, okay great. Were you in charge of writing up content for the promotional emails sent to those who are subscribed to the mailing list? Was there a set schedule on what gets written and when it's sent out? We were not in charge of writing up that content, but we work for that team. It is the um, the online team, the digital marketing team, as we called it. But they had like a, a email marketing. Yeah. Like a couple people doing it. They did, yeah. yeah. And basically what happens with like all written material at Nintendo is like the treehouse people actually make this like little game all about the game guide. Mm -hmm. And it has like all this info in there about like what this game is and how we should how we should describe certain things and like a little glossary of like names and all your key info. And then every team, you know, our team, the the comms team, the the digital, the email marketing team, all those teams, we all just take that same document and just like slice and dice that information and copy and paste yeah. the exact words. That's all safe to use, already approved, right? Accurate to and the game. And that's how you that's how you ensure that everybody is talking about the game in the exact right. same way. You don't want to be the person that's like this is an action platforming right. game when it's actually like an action something else game, you know? So you don't want that confusion. Um, so we would all just be working off that same thing. Um, but yeah, they had, they had on that digital team, they were doing like the, you know, they worked on email marketing. They had a team that worked on all the stuff for like the news page for, um, for Switch. Um, they have like all of the, the digital ads. They worked with the advertising team on that. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a whole whole contained part of the, the marketing wheel, as they say. Was there a set schedule? Well, they definitely kept a schedule. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they were on like, well, every Tuesday we'll do something. Yeah. They, definitely, they definitely were sensitive to like, well, we don't want to spam people or overload right. them, yeah. which was good. And then they would have like a section in our launch marketing plans mm -hmm. for stuff. So like we were launching Tears of the Kingdom. It'd be like, you know, the, the, the marketing plan would have like, communications which was like our team and then like advertising and then like the digital marketing team which would have this stuff so we'd all know like what all when they would want to do something are doing stuff. what the message yeah. would generally be about. yeah yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah sounds really boring when you say it like that but that's how it works yeah there you have it there you have it those are the questions all right time to shout out our beautiful wonderful superstars let's do it here we go Aaron Hash. Dan Icorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Fuckjack. Mike Chin. Mr. Rogers. Roy Eschke. Switching it up, underscore. Zephazon. The Shark Among Men. VGM Life. Link, the Hero of Winds. Angela Bycroft and her Pig Molly. Turbocharge Nerd. Thomas Aurora. Kyle LaBeouf. Christopher Lara. Simon. Frederick Ulf Conradson. Andrew Juhas. And Chili. Woohoo! We had some uh, superstar birthdays that we were celebrating over the past couple There's weeks. There's always a birthday happening. Yeah, birthdays are big yeah. on the Kit and Krista Discord. We do a lot of birthday celebrations That's there. Right. But yes, we had two superstars that had birthdays. Seemed like they were all in, in, in very high spirits, yeah. and there Gotta was a celebrate. lot of cake being consumed, and that is a good time. Um, okay, one up club. Graduation service, here we go. Aaron Burgundy. Adam and Ansley. Ale Alejandro. Alexandra Pratt. Astro Dev. Bad Moon Arisa. Ben GB. Bookum Dano. Brad SF56. Brooke Obscura. Brookie Kazooie. Brewstack. Shelly Squirrel. Christopher Lay. Gavin Alex. Crimcat. C Roper 17. Daniel Cold. Dachshund. Dolce. Dino Punch. 
Elite Peach. S Parts 50. Fart Priest 69. Furbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox the Ploy. Fred Rossi. Garrett Holfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. G Sun 101. Heroic. Ian Shea. Uh, Iris Marin. J. Rando. Jabroni Jones. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hammerly. Joseph DeHayes. Joshua Clements. Juji Fruit. Just Camtro. Justin Leminger. Cairo Trigger. Kawa2796. Keith Kwan. Kelp Shake. Kevin Delane. Kilo Kibo. Krisu. Christopia Party With Me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Kyler Nelson. Linnell Stickman. Lennis Sullivan. Lit. Luminous. Mad Dog 5981. Magnificent EZG plus Calimari. <laughs> Marky Man 64. Mecha Dragon 101. Megan. Michael Craven. Mikey. Motomania. Mr. Andy Pond. Mr. Beans and Dip. MSN Poke Gamer. My Tran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Nick E. Ninja 11. Panda Buns. Pangy. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Raver. Rain Tech. Renee Rivers. Ryeth One. RJ Kern. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Rianetta. Sam Nealon. Sharif Jackson. Shinryu. Slowbro. Silly Ferret. SJ Sharky 777. Snozzle. Spicy Munchkin. Steals a Tron. Tales of Link. Tarot Storm. Thomas Alvarez. Three Rivers. Topher Schmofer. Travis Torline. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tuscoob. Tyler Geis. Yes, Video Game Stupid. Viridian. Virtual Bot. Weeb Kingdom. Wicked Davy. Will Johnson. Zudiver. Zelgaroth. Zapati. And Zoroid. There's balance in the universe when I get to say Pangy and, and you I get, get to say, say um, where'd it go? Snozzle. 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 <laughs> Snozzle. <laughs> Pangy. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm glad Jesse and Jeffrey Hernandez are still there's still a name somebody in between, in between them. We yeah. gotta keep them separate. Those two. <laughs> those two are too much together. <laughs> All right, we made it to the end of a wonderful, beautiful podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. Don't forget to join us on Patreon. We're at uh, patreon.com slash Krista. If you're watching on video on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe to this episode. Uh, give it a thumbs up and also leave us a comment. And if you are listening on audio, you can also subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and leave a written review, please. Yay! And we're still on the socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Threads. You're zeeting away every day. The zeets don't stop. The zeets won't and shan't ever <laughs> stop. But this podcast is ending right now. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.